What's your name? You don't know my name? No, I know your name. I just want to know if you know your name. Peter. Parker. Peter okay. Parker. Okay, good. I'd still go to the nurse, though. You're Gwen, right? Gwen Stacy. And welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Hello, and welcome back. Jeff, what's up? It is, I am a little fatigued. I just came <laughs> back from Zawa. We both had eventful weekends. Both had eventful <laughs> birthday-affiliated yes, weekends. I just came back from Zion yeah. like a couple of days ago. I'm still catching up on fatigue. I'm just fatigued because I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as you get older, it it's it sucks, man. It sucks. <laughs> it's settling in. It's good. It's as young as you feel, as they say. And right now, I'm not feeling. It's like young. you require like two to three business days after like a night out or something. The vacation from a vacation is true, right? Like you really yes. do. I'm like, oh gosh, I could just sleep for days. It's for much once. needed. If I if I could have taken a nap all day today or slept all day yeah. today, I probably would. Oh, I feel that for sure. For oh, sure, man. Oh yeah. So first off, just by simple coincidence, happy Gwen's Day. It's a Wednesday. It is. <laughs> and it's a Gwen's Day. It is. And it's an actual Gwen's Day. A um, part one of part Gwen's one. Day. <laughs> so before recording, Jeffrey and I made this executive decision that we were going to actually forego going through Gwen Stacy all in one run. And, you know, this is we're talking about Earth 616 and Earth 65 just because. Yeah. <laughs> we know and foresaw that this was going to this could have been truly a long episode, you know. 100%. So we're going to go ahead and split it up. Yes. And we're going to have ourselves a traditional Wednesday this episode. Um, if you, yeah. If you guys saw this Google Doc that that Die does before every show, it's, you know, <laughs> it's usually it's it's always a nice it's. Yeah. There's like a solid amount of info on it, on the background of characters and all that. Yeah. But. Gwen's background, I think, takes the cake. Dude, I think this is the longest document. <laughs> it's the longest it's document long. I've I think had. it usually, Dai usually averages, I want to say, dogs average around like six to eight. I would say six to eight. Yeah. 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 Gwen's is 11. <laughs> 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 I have, I have, I don't like this character at all. Like, I can tell. At all. Yeah. I can tell. No, yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's wild. And I knew, and I knew going in, like, this is going to be like, a die episode. Like I knew a die. Like I'm just gonna let her like <laughs> let let the info out on Gwen. Yeah. Like because I know she knows yeah. everything I'm, and everything. I'm here to be the cheerleader that I am for Gwen Stacy because yeah. I feel like okay. Well, before we actually get into yeah, yeah, our no, yeah, yeah, yeah. order, do you yeah, already but, doing but, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was just like it yeah. was just like um. <laughs> oh, what was it? What was I gonna say? It was just as much as we like doing long episodes. Mm -hmm. Like we, I, 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 we both actually enjoy like recording for two hours and stuff but gwen deserves two two-hour episodes because and we don't want to rush info and mm -hmm. throw all this throw this much dense 
information yeah. and we just want to let everybody process See, it. And that's the way to get my heart is by using the word deserves when it comes to Gwen <laughs> Stacy. Thank you very much, Of Jeff. course. I if there's a that. character that we're going to spend a long time on that Die and or me knows, yeah. it's going to be Gwen for Die. Yeah, for sure. Hands down. All and the time. then mine is, well, we'll be, we'll be doing it in like a couple episodes yeah. when it comes to yeah. Toby. Toby. But yeah. Toby Parker. <laughs> Billy McGuire. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, first things first. Yep. Um... We have some new listener news. Wow. Believe it or not, my friend. So, um, you know, once again, I, I track some of our stats and all that good stuff just to see, are people listening? Are we doing okay? And I'm happy to report that as of last, the last episode, which was number 22, Peggy Carter, mm -hmm. we had officially broke... Um, listeners in 24 countries Ooh. and two of which have just surfaced. Those being <laughs> France. Whoa. So merci beaucoup uh, to our French listeners and my dear friend at long last, the Philippines. No. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. Oh. God. So our people, wow. we finally have listeners. I didn't even realize this. In the motherland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Finally. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like again, and I've said this before. <laughs> Chucky's losing it. I didn't even realize. I've said this before. Like this is only Gosh. the, only the details that we can actually see. Yes. Like there might, we might've done that ages ago. Oh, okay. But at least from the data that we can actually analyze ourselves. Yes. Finally. The Philippines appeared on that beautiful map oh, that's turning red. Our ancestors and red are and proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hurrah. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so that's super awesome. And with that said, as always, we are not experts. We do not claim to be. We're just a couple of fans, nerds nerding out. Yeah. Before before we get into the the run of show, should we like do a super, super, super quick like <laughs> like because I know we can easily like Oh, side tangent. Oh, hundred percent. Um, but super quick, like recap of like the different Marvel stuff that have come since last. Yeah. So we, yeah. we've got in. Oh, we've got in an Eternals and Hawkeye assembled. I yep, believe we did, and I haven't even watched the Hawkeye one yet. So hopefully, by our mini Marvel, which is our next. Oh, you even watched the full. The full. I didn't watch the Eternals one yet. Oh. I watched Hawkeye, but not oh, Eternals. Okay. You yeah. Okay. So hopefully, by by our mini Marvel, I'll be able to talk about so that. So we had but that. Yeah. The Multiverse of Madness second trailer came out. Insane. Which was just like, like I, I said, I said this before we started recording. I was just like, <laughs> oh my they gosh. said screw it on the second trailer. Yeah, they're like, let's go. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of scary. It's yeah. scary in that it, we just, there's so much to absorb in yeah. that. And they're revealing so much or are they? And so. Yeah. I have been completely rendered into a false sense of security. Yeah, like I have if, no if idea. The if the trailer, <laughs> if the trailer has that much, who knows what the movie has? And the poster, which is great, which yeah. gets me so excited. Yeah, like you know, Jeff and I were just looking at the the new the new payoff poster of oh, know, with Strange all the different and the like shards. Shards, yeah. yeah, and like I didn't mean to, but I looked closer and I was like, <laughs> no, I'm seeing things I didn't see before, and I'm like, oh crap. I know, but uh, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, it's. 
it's and it's gonna be here quicker than we realize i know i'm super excited for that ready for my wife to reach her final form (laughs) the scarlet witch (laughs) she is uh, we love girls yeah. going through their goth phase. <laughs> that tweet. Love that. It's fantastic. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. I went through that too. I love that tweet. And then today, as we're recording on a Wednesday, um, today more the um, the DVD, yeah. the, out, the take home like digital and Blu-ray for yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home got announced Yay. with much more Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3 content being promoted. So it's like, oh Oh, my God. So crazy. They recreated the meme. I I wonder, well, I'm I'm not going to lie. I looked at that photo this (laughs) morning, like for at least a good five minutes straight. Just because I was just like, I can't believe like, like that's real. Like that's that's them. That's literally, (laughs) it's it's them. literally them them in their suits (laughs) recreating a meme all for the fans. Yeah. That's my favorite part. I know. And on all the behind the scenes that we're going to get yeah. for the movie, I can't wait for. Oh, I'm so stoked. So um, good. Yeah. It's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. Let me tell you. She says wearing <laughs> Spider-Man and so You have a blanket right there. <laughs> With a Spider-Man blanket. This is Bucky's blanket. But it's, it was my blanket first, yes. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, and we're covering a Spider-Man character. I know. Right? Yeah. What so a great good. segue into our character study today. Well, yes, and no, because we do have a calendar oh, to read. We can do that first. <laughs> and unfortunately, the, the, the character for today's um, fun fact isn't of the Spider-Man universe per se. But um, once again, thanks to Patreon listener um, Joe Liz for this awesome Marvel I mean, but they fun do, fact calendar. But yeah. they do interact in they the comics. They do interact, yeah. So. <laughs> and it is a character that we have covered before. So today's um, powers and weapons fun fact is of Shang-Chi. With a lifetime of martial arts training under his belt, Shang-Chi is one of the world's most adept combatants. A mastery of the inner energy known as Qi. Do you say Qi or do you say Qi? Shang-Chi. No, like not Shang-Chi, but like Qi or Qi. Like, you know, like Ryu does the powers. Is it Qi to you or is it Qi? I say Qi. A lot of people say Qi, but I've heard it say Qi. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense too. Mastery of the inner inner energy known as Qi allows him to surpass normal human limitations, gaining increased strength, stamina, and agility. So that's today's Marvel fun fact. And again, yeah, we covered Shang-Chi in, I want to say, episode 11. Somewhere, Somewhere around, around there. there? Yeah. yeah, I just tweeted it earlier and I can't remember. <laughs> but alas. So that brings us to our character of the day. Of this episode, actually. Yes. Um, so this, this character study is particularly interesting because the original character, you know, when we were going to cover both Gwen 65 and Gwen 616, you know, Gwen 616 just is a hundred percent absolutely no superhero powers or superhuman agility or anything of that nature whatsoever. Mm. Literally just a normal human being, not an agent, not anything. So yeah. even Peggy Carter has an edge over her in that uh, okay. she at least Peggy was like part of Shield and yes. part of the SSR. Yeah. Like Gwen is quite literally just a college student. And that's quote unquote it, but of course, that's there's far more to this character than of course than, than just that, and so um, you know, of course, she does have an equally, if not significantly, more popular counterpart, um, who we'll officially dive into in another episode. But for now, let's get into Gwen 
Stacy. Gwen. <laughs> so, uh, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko, um, Gwen made her first appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man number 31, December 1965. Nice. So, three years after the book debuted, and I have the copy right here, as you can see. Whoa. So, this that is... thing looks vintage. It is quite old. So, 1965. This is my oldest Spider-Man book in a, that I have in my collection, and I have it in a you know, plastic hard yeah. shell um, because it's so old. And this is obviously not the best copy I probably could have gotten, but uh -huh. it was the one I, I just happened to get. I yeah. don't know, maybe 15, Is that signed? And it is signed by Mr. Stanley. Oh my god! And certified. <laughs> so I got it signed by Stan in September of 2012. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so you can take a look at that, my friend. Um, wow. And so at the moment, um, the highest grade of this comic book on eBay is standing at about a 7.5, very fine, which is definitely better than that, by the way. Okay. Like that's probably, I'm saying This is graded though, right? No, it's not oh, graded. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. it's not in the hard, hard shell, but um, wow. so a very fine, uh, it's probably, that's probably, I wouldn't say five, maybe, maybe okay. even a four. I How much is that 7.5? The 7.5 goes for about 2.8 grand. So I'd say about three grand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's interesting Jeez. because it's, uh, it's the first appearance of not only Gwen, but Harry Osborn and a uh, character that we'll go into later named Dr. Miles Warren. Oh. So this is kind of the, like, again, this is like kind of year three of the amazing Spider-Man book. Yeah. Um, if you, if you wage that each year has 12 issues. So they're, they're introducing more of Peter's periphery characters, mm -hmm. characters that are going to help build his universe um, so early on as a superhero. And so, yeah, it, it introduces three characters that become very crucial to his storyline in the coming years and then even the coming decades. Um, so sick. Yeah. So, like you know, that basis said, like, what, what was your first um, exposure to Gwen Stacy? I mean, it's got to be from the original trilogy. Yeah. I so Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I didn't, well, because I think, well, let's, let's, let's take it back really quick. When it came to like my comic knowledge at that time, I mean, I, everyone knows who, everyone knew who Spider-Man is. Yeah. That's kind of like inevitable. Yeah. So, but I never, but me growing up, I never got into, into comics or I never like collected it or read them. Mm -hmm. Or went to like stores and, you know, went out of my, I was always just mo a movie person. Yeah. So I remember seeing um the original trilogy and that's why you know i love toby so much was because that original trilogy was just ah it's amazing mm -hmm. and so then yeah the third movie you know pete you you have gwen stacy mm -hmm. bryce dallas howard mm -hmm. um so i grew up when it when it was me that's, that's i'm always i always i always lean towards um mj mm. that's who i know as yeah. like that's like that's Peter's like love, right? right? You know? Yeah. Um, and then, and you know, then Gwen Stacy came in on, you know, at, but you know, we discussed this too. She's just, she kind of is just, you know, she's a plot she's, device. She's, yeah. She's just like a, yeah, yeah. a damsel in distress. And at least in that, in that movie, yeah. you know, yeah. on uh, the scene where, um, the, the crane, I think it goes crazy in the building yeah. and she's like, you know, and Bryce Dallas Howard is like an incredible, um, she's great at like, that terif screaming terrifyingly yeah, that's like her forte <laughs> yeah that's like her thing and, and so like that stuck Followed out closely by crying one yeah. single tear yes. apparently <laughs> so like that 
you know, and then yeah, she just played. She was she was what she was she was she was Eddie's girlfriend. Kind of, sort of. In there, they had a coffee, Jeffrey. That's true. <laughs> I remember. I just I just remember. Um, oh, I just remember like uh, Topher Grace saying like, "And I'm dating your daughter, sir." Yeah, and like that's it. He was forcing it. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, forcing yeah. it. Like, ugh, God. So I think yeah. So that oh, and that yeah. that Spider Man Three came out two thousand seven. Yeah. So yeah, and I was. In seventh grade. Oh my gosh. So I was only like 11, 12. A baby. Yeah. 11, 12. So that, yeah. that's like my yeah, interpretation first... of, um, of Gwen. Well, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like, and of course we're going to get into, into the hows and whys that this even happened, but Gwen, you know, after her initial comic book run, when she was introduced into pop culture thereafter, it was always an alternate universe sort of ordeal, or it okay. was like an after MJ sort of ordeal where she's introduced and she doesn't obviously meet the fate that her comic book counterpart did, but it's just, it's a, le it's like they just tried to refresh her in a way that she's there enough to pay homage to her, but she was never quite as important as she was. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's, it, it, again, it's a very interesting character dynamic and character study, especially for us. And, and so, um, speaking of, I do have a trading card. I have a single trading card, at least physically. I have a digital one. And um, I guess I'll read the digital one first. Um, so the, the the new card of Gwen Stacy, the newest card is a 2021 Marvel Tops collector card um, featuring art by Jim Chung. Um, and it says on the back, Gwen Stacy is a college friend of Peter Parker and a sometimes love interest who died tragically after the Green Goblin threw her from a bridge. Spider-Man attempts to save her, but he ultimately fails. And so the funny Jeez. thing, yeah, exactly. It's dramatic. And that's the thing with, with Gwen Stacy. You say the words Gwen Stacy to anyone with an earshot who has even the smallest idea of who she is. She's immediately affiliated with the word death. Immediately. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but real quick, you know, before I, before I get to this card, which is the death of Gwen Stacy. Pain. I know. Um, the, the she can't catch a break. She cannot. Man. I know. And there's too many jokes that are going to fall into that purview of catch, she's really, can't catch a break. Yeah, she's really I, putting the team on her back, oh, if you know terrible. what I mean. terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> so the, the, the weird thing about the digital card is that it's actually Spider-Gwen posing as Gwen Stacy oh. um, from a storyline um, called The Clone Conspiracy, uh, you know, and and trading cards of Gwen Stacy, you know, as the original do exist. I just don't have those sets mm. and they're tragically hard to get. So, um, but yeah, so this actual card that I do have of the original Gwen Stacy is sadly the death of Gwen Stacy with a very sad looking Peter Parker holding Looks his familiar. dead girlfriend's body. Yes, <laughs> it's terrible. Ah, And so um, this card states... When the maniacal Green Goblin, the only foe who knew Spider-Man was secretly Peter Parker, regained his lost memory, he struck back at the web-slinger by abducting Gwen Stacy, the woman Peter loved. While the two arch enemies fought atop the George Washington Bridge, the goblin threw Gwen over the side toward the river below. Although the wall crawler was able to catch her before she hit the surface, Gwen did not survive the fall. But as if fate needed to balance the scales of justice, the goblin also met his end by his own hand mere hours later. I think later was supposed to be on this card, but it didn't make the cut. So what, the, year, did, what year did that card come out? This came out in two, 1992. That's literally 
Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> oh, it's like exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna get into this character study because, my friend, I have all the goodies for you. Wow. <laughs> so in the comics, she is introduced as Gwendolyn Maxine Stacy. Depending on where you look online, they will add an e at the end of end of Gwendolyn. That is incorrect. Okay. It is everywhere. It drives me crazy. I wouldn't imagine there'd be an E. There's not supposed to be an E. (laughs) Well, and I know what happened is because like early on, I feel like the the, the typography, you know, when it was hand lettered by letterers. Yeah. There were sometimes they were done by by letterers overseas. And so they, uh, the English, the yeah, English spelling I mean, came in. That's the reason my name starts with a G and not a J. <laughs> you get, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah my yeah, mom was like, like, Joffrey. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's the English way. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, You're cool. the English way. <laughs> and so that's what happened to Gwen is that, so, you know, if you look on Wikipedia, it's Gwendoline. And it's like, no, it's not Gwendoline. It's uh, Gwendolyn. And so um, I am begging anybody who has access to change Wikipedia or <laughs> fandom or any of these there's pages. There's no E. I know, there's no E. Please just don't put any on it. Um, so you know, while while Gwen didn't come into the Spider-Man fold until college, yeah, she did um, attend a rival high school. So okay. there's this whole thing, you know, in the early on in the Spider-Man lore, you know, Midtown High, Midtown High yeah. was the was it right? And so for Gwen, she actually was not present in that era of Peter's life uh-huh. does not come in until college, but she went to the rival school called, um, standard high. Okay. And that's actually something they don't even, they didn't even begin to explore until a very recent solo series. So imagine this, this character debuted in 1965. Um, but she did not get a solo series until uh, in this version, again, yeah. not spider Gwen, but this version yeah. did not get a solo series until 2020. Jeez. So my gosh. Which by the way, <laughs> it's only it was it's only supposed to be five issues, but because of the pandemic and because of of resources and oh, all that's that. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's only Oh god. Two of five have been released. So we haven't even seen, seen the end of that series oh yet. Oh my gosh. It's kind of it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so so unfortunately we haven't read more, we haven't heard more about this yet, but um, they have some some neat little cameos in it, like uh, you know when you're going through the book, it's drawn by Todd Nock, um, by the way, who's a great artist who's who's crossed over into many Marvel comic books, uh-huh. um, even Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man was one of his big ones. Um, but uh, like you even see Peter in a library, like there's a public library scene, and like nerdy Peter Parker, he's reading up on arachnids or whatever it was, of course. and Gwen's passing by with her then boyfriend, who we'll also talk about later. But uh, but yeah, you fast forward a bit. They met while studying as undergraduates at Empire State University uh, in New York, and uh, Gwen was essentially a scientific intellect. And it's Peter's own genius that ultimately attracts her to him. Nice. So there are just a couple of sapiosexuals that are like, <laughs> you're smart. I'm into you. Respect. <laughs> right? Respect like, it. come on. That's kind of adorable, right? Yeah. Um, and so we got a listener comment from Ariel Tima on Instagram. <laughs> She said, when did Di's love for Gwen start? (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, you know, like to kind of piggyback on the idea that it was just very plainly this girl who was just a student living her life. Uh And she met this guy who 
let's just be frank. He ignored her. He ignored her yes. f- for days because okay. he had his own stuff going on. He was Spider-Man. Sure. Aunt May was sick, you know, like, oh, and God. she was like, why isn't he paying attention to me? <laughs> <laughs> but not in a way that was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get this guy. But yeah. also like, oh, he's also interesting, but also like, I'm really smart. Why isn't he paying attention? We could be smart. We could both be cool, smart people together. together. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and also like there was a vibe about Gwen that she was not your average gal in the day in that she did not take from anybody. Got it. She, like one of the earliest panels of her even says like, nobody talks to Gwen Stacy that way. Yeah. And it was that kind of energy. But I yeah. was like, dude, I'm here for that. Yep. And she was just very much like capable of being soft, but also tough in her own way. And sh- sh- her her power, her strengths were that she she knew who she was. Like she she was always capable of. She knew what she was capable of, mm-hmm. and she was resourceful in the way that she could use her brain on top of everything. And you know, we do see that with Emma Stone's original, yeah. you know, for instance. We love that. Um, but yeah, speaking of the cinematic universe, you know, you'll just keep listening to this episode. You'll know exactly why I love her. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of the cinematic universe, as, as Jeffrey said earlier, you know, um, she made her debut in Spider-Man 3 with Bryce Dallas Howard portraying Gwen, um, directed by Sam Raimi. And then later on, an amazing Spider-Man portrayed by Emma Stone, directed by uh, Mark Webb. And so... Uh, yeah, you know, the story is, is pretty much very similar in that, um, at least when it comes to amazing Spider-Man, right? Cause like you said, in, in Spider-Man three, she was like a fax machine model. She was Captain Stacy's daughter. Yeah. Just Eddie's sometimes pursued girl. Like didn't have a, like not even, it, it, it didn't even have to be like a prominent role. It just wasn't, it, there was no. It was really, it was, it was a very surface level role. Super, right? Super yeah, duper, there duper. wasn't much like, you know, substance yeah. to her. And yeah. so, you know, it's not her fault. It is what it yeah, is. So exactly. It was the third Spider-Man yeah. of that, of that era. Yeah. You know, I, I forget the drama. I forget the drama that kind of went into to that movie mm-hmm. because there was like, there was like two different villains three, yeah, three villains there was three yeah so there's three so villains you know venom you had sandman and you had green goblin yeah. jr and Bobby i felt jr. like they wanted to pay off more you know the the, the mm-hmm. harry and peter thing more yeah and then they i well it, it was a third movie that tried to wrap the whole thing <laughs> yeah. try to wrap Direly the tried. whole the whole trilogy mm-hmm. up you know, yeah. with, with connecting Sandman to Uncle Ben's death. Yeah, that's true. And that's then, right. and they were like, oh, it'd be cool to have Venom because I haven't seen Venom on screen in, in like ever, I think. No, yeah, I think so. It was first it was time. Like, oh, let's throw that in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, we need to, we need to pay off this, the death of, of, of Harry's father, exactly. you know? And so it's like, okay, well, then now he's, now he's Goblin Jr. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then get, <laughs> get MJ and Peter back together on yes. top of that. Yes. Holy cannoli. It's a lot. Yeah. It was and then a lot. at the time, movies were only going to be like two hours, too, I yeah. think. Yeah. So it was like, that's a lot. So, <laughs> so much. So, and I believe throwing in Gwen in there was just something to be like an Easter egg for, for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, ah. Which, by the way, um, fun, fun fact for you, she was pregnant during the filming of that film. Bryce Dallas Howard? She did, I don't think she knew she was pregnant. I think I've read this story. Yeah. I think I've heard this. And it was interesting because like, she was like, yeah, cool. And then she was like doing these har- this harness work. 
And then yes. she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Just like crazy. Um, so yeah, so that's a little little tidbit yeah, for you. So, so yeah, so she wasn't really, unfortunately, yeah. much in the in the, in the the Toby era, right. movie, Toby trilogies. Yeah, that But, is. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and then thankfully, you know, so you can imagine that, you know, like for me while I was growing up and I had already by that point had such a deep love for the character because of the comic books and so badly wanting to see her depicted on screen. Yes. Well, that you can imagine something like, for instance, um, seeing Mary Jane in the very first scene that she's in, in amazing, in Sp Spider-Man one, she's wearing a green jacket with a black headband and a purple shirt. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> can I not? <laughs> and then by the end of the film, throwing her off a bridge from the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, I, I, see, I like, can see. I can see where you're annoyed. I was like, guys, <laughs> so is that? And you know, and to me, that's what I was thinking too when yeah. you were reading. When you were reading the thing, yeah. I was like, wait, off the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Into, and I was like, wait, yeah, that's not what happened in the first movie. Exactly, <laughs> and it was such a carbon copy in so many ways that. Even even to the death of the Green Goblin, that I was like, does that mean they're never bringing her in? And so I was just like, dude, I'm never going to see this character. And you know, to me as a Spider-Man fan, the death of Gwen Stacy is is almost there with the death of Uncle Ben because it it transforms it's like him. It's, it's very important. It's to, very important to, to that his character. life story. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like. Okay, so he doesn't lose a girlfriend, so he's not going to have that sort of impact on him as a hero, both as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Maybe we can get Sam Raimi on the, on the show and <laughs> hey, ask <Sam>. him. Hey, <laughs> Sam, what's up? We know you're busy, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, like, to, to not to go that long and then to finally get her and then she's... It's not really her. I was like, uh... But then that all changed when Emma Stone took on the helm much later. But she, she finally came, appeared. ASM came out 2013? I want to say 12. 12. 12. Because yeah, ASM 2 is 2014, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So once again, directed by Mark Webb. Screenplay by James Vanderbilt, Alvin Sargent, and Steve Cloves. Um, with a story by James Vanderbilt. Um, and so that Gwen was, was definitely more familiar. Um, but still very different in that, you know, they had to kind of create this they were creating this new universe of sorts, right? Yes. Like, there is no Norman Osborn. He's apparently on his deathbed, but there is Oscorp. Yeah. And um, Dr. Connors is in it. And, and yes. Peter is going from the high school thing to college. And so, um, so what, they're, they're seniors in high school in the first film. Yes. Graduating in the second That's film. right. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. And see, and that's kind of where I wish that they had taken that approach with, with Tom Holland and his crew, because I just felt like as, as much as, and this is probably, probably why they kept them in high school is that as much chaos occurs to them as high schoolers, like having adult problems did really significantly change or enable things in ways yeah. that you just don't get with teenage storytelling, mm -hmm. but I get it. Like, you know, like maybe, maybe they're going to do that. I, that's what I'm kind of hoping I, for. And that's it. I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a tangent. Like, so that first Spider-Man trilogy, mm -hmm. you know, it did well, it mm -hmm. did okay. But then mm -hmm. I think despite that third Spider-Man, mm -hmm. it kind of messed things up for them. Oh, hundred percent. Because yeah. it, it got such like, like, 
harsh critical acclaim. Mm. It was like, okay, well, we're done with we're, we're done with this. Like, yeah. oh, I can't really come back from yeah. this. Then they re, then they then they revamped it with Andrew and Emma. Yeah. Um. That was probably like the best iteration of mm-hmm. Spider Man on screen, mm-hmm. and I would have to, I would have to agree there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the the story and and like the yeah. writing was just wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Like, and I don't think it resonated that much with yeah. the audience unless you were like a real you know Spidey fan, right? Um, and they they also you know not to not to jump into the films too quickly with the villains and all, but it's it's like. So oh, that too. didn't yeah. quite learn from Spider-Man 3 that it's like you can't you can't be just jam pack these people in here. Yeah. Like start start like like start it like where where the story matters most. It's, right. It's Peter's like struggle and kind of like mm-hmm. like this with this tug of war between like mm-hmm. a relationship, a normal life, mm-hmm. but also being Spider-Man. Exactly. Like that's the core yeah. of Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah. You know, so you can't just be throwing like villains at him. Like exactly. that's not that's not it's not gonna mm-hmm. that's not gonna progress his his character yeah. arc. It's it's the relationships. It's you know like his battle with yeah with self conflict exactly. And then um and then yeah so like that didn't get much critical acclaim. And then you know mm-hmm. everyone knows the story. They just they just scrapped yeah. ASM three. So crazy to me. And oh, man. I think a lot of people were like. Who knows when we're going to see another Spider-Man, yep. but you know, two years later. <laughs> Which is crazy to think it was only two years I know. later. I, was, I, was, I was like, I, I was processing in my head. I, yeah. was, like, oh, I was probably like three, four years. No, I was like, oh no, it was literally years two years later uh-huh. where MCU Spider-Man got introduced. Yep. And you just hope to, I also felt like this, was, I wouldn't say it's Sony's last ditch effort, but it's also kind of like, you know what? Maybe we do need help, mm-hmm. you know, and credits to Kevin being like, yeah, going to Amy. I think that's the story of yeah. like, let like I don't want to take your character from you, but yeah. like, like let me let my studio, you know, write write him and you know yeah. give him like a proper so yeah. Um, and I think Sony was kind of like, well, the last two mm-hmm. like didn't do well at least you know analytically wise, mm-hmm. number wise. So yeah. okay, let's take a chance mm-hmm. and you know yeah, we're, that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it was, it was mostly focused on an MJ storyline and I don't want to delve too, but, but then, but now, uh. this, but because, but because, but because, <laughs> but then because this trilogy has done well and Sorry. because, and because, and because No Way yeah. Home technically was, it's the end of the, of this, of this homecoming trilogy, yeah. but it's the start of like Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So Homegrown. you hope to God mm-hmm. that. Tom Holland comes back for a second trilogy yeah. and because that there's so much love for this story mm-hmm. and now you're able Sony and Amy are able to kind of like quote unquote start over mm-hmm. and then Peter is now Peter mm-hmm. you know with with his yeah. homemade suit mm-hmm. he's fighting crime you know mm-hmm. the, the whole like OG kind of Spider-Man character arc mm-hmm. now you can introduce maybe his Gwen mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if that's ever going to be possible. No, I think it's done. I think they've done. I think they've. But that's what I was trying to get out of like maybe like that next trilogy they will introduce. Yeah. An MCU, Sony Gwen. No, I don't think they will. I still don't think they will. Really? I think they're. I think the the intention with No Way Home was and and the similarities again not to jump into Peter Parker land, and the similarities of Peter number three saving her. You think that's was, like the, that was the sink point? That's and the closure. They of were it? like, "That's our nod to it. 
we're going to move on. And that's why I think if, in fact, they bring Holland back for another run, however however many films it may be, I think they're going to skip that and they're just going to go straight to Felicia Hardy. Which I'm also not mad at. <laughs> not mad at, no. <laughs> Which because, I'm also not mad because at. Because if you want to ask me, like, who's my levels of favoritism when it comes to the loves of Peter Parker, it's Gwen Stacy, Felicia Hardy. Okay. And then the rest of them. I don't, I don't, I just don't care for Mary Jane. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway. You guys should, if you guys are going to hear the multiple conversations of Die shoving off MJ, it is so freaking hilarious. He's like, like I said at the top of the show, I was like, like I know MJ. Like, I grew up with MJ. So then Die is like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> my bad to all the mj fans no offense, fine, fine. no offense no offense i mean but i know. get it now that i've like yeah i've delved deep into like yeah. comic book land yeah, I, no. I get it we got more coming yeah, yeah. and so amazing spider-man 2 directed by mark webb screenplay by mark uh, alex kurtzman rob roberto orchi orchi and jeff pinkner story by alex kurtzman roberto orchi jeff pinkner and james vanderbilt so those two films yeah i think Think that they really, oh, they really introduced a very lovable version of Gwen Stacy that was a very modern take on her. Like I even even with Raimi's, I felt that she was a little dated, and I get that it was kind of like supposed to be all, again an homage, like yeah. where she was very classic and like sure. like just the way that they did present her, she was like polished nails, and she was very uh. very very her posture was always correct and she was very astute in in the like they were trying to to bring that comic book version into that 2007 2007 scape yeah but it just didn't it didn't click for me the way that emma stones did emma stone was legitimately like you believe that this girl is of this time she's speaking like she belongs in this yes, era. yes i think emma stone kills it oh she's so good yeah um and it was funny because i remember like the first time she was even cast, I was like, Emma Stone? But she's a redhead. She would make a great MJ. And then then those pictures of her, I don't know if you remember this, but she went to some movie premiere and her hair was straight up platinum blonde. blonde. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Because her <laughs> eyes, it was always about the eyes. Gwen Stacy is always about the eyes. And I remember very vaguely that this interview with Stan Lee when they were talking about like, oh, so how does it feel to see a character like Gwen Stacy come to life? And this was for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She's just so gorgeous and her eyes are exquisite. You know, it's like every time we drew Gwen, it was always about how her. captivating her eyes were. Got it. And so when Emma Stone popped up on that red carpet being blonde and she had like the smoky eyes going, I was like, oh, I see it now. Oh, I'm into they this. They get it. They yeah. got it. They got it really well. Um, but yeah, you know, so as we go along here, uh, you know, in, in an amazing Spider-Man 2, um, and well, actually, and, and even Spider-Man 3, you know, we see her interact with, multiple characters in Peter's periphery. Yeah. And so in, in terms of her friends and family, you know, like in the books, we have Harry Osborne who once again made his debut in the same book as her. Um, and of course, you know, like Harry's another character that we can totally talk about on his own and should, because he's got a very dense character history as well. Yes. Um, I think I wanted to, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a, a Gabby episode. A Gabby episode. Yeah. And, and so, you know, not to, 
get too deep into him, but you know, in the books, um, when it came to to characters like Harry Osborne and Flash Thompson, jeez, oh, um, <laughs> oh, I know God. Gwen kind of would like pretend that she she would go on dates with them and she would poke fun at Peter, but via them and be like, I'm just going to go to the library with Flash then. Like, you know, she would pull stuff like that. This is going to slowly become a Spider-Man podcast. <laughs> I know. Spider, Spider-verse podcast. A spider podcast. contrast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. A spidey contrast. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, I mean, but they made so many interesting characters. Yeah, it's like, you know, true. stuff, right? You can't blame them. Um, yeah. Probably one of the most dense yeah, comic book runs. Absolutely. And, and, you know, of course, when it came to Flash and Harry and, and Pete and Gwen, they all become friends and they're always friends no matter what. Like, sure, like they're, they're, they're out to make each other jealous or, you know, poke fun. But yeah, that at the core of their, um, their group, they're always friends. And we see that mirrored very well, at least in Tom Holland's movies where, you know, they, 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 it's like Ned, MJ and Pete, they're always together. And, you know, yeah. it's like so cute in amazing Spider-Man, like flash didn't come around much until the second film. Um, and then even in the original Raimi trilogy, uh, Harry was kind of like, he was kind of there in the first movie, but then by, by, by two and three, he had already started to drift away from Yeah, him. Yeah. 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 Mean, for good reason. Yeah. yeah. For good reason. Yeah. So, so speaking of Harry, um, portrayed by James Franco and Dane DeHaan, um, respectively, um, we, we don't really get to see those relationships with Gwen for obvious reasons, because like, again, by Spider-Man three, he was like, drugged out on chemicals and he was the green goblin already and i don't even remember him being in that movie very long it was only i, th I think it might have been like acts two to three yeah and yeah. even even when i was you know a while ago when i had like rewatched this like all bryce dallas howard's you know parts in spider-man 3 <laughs> it's a usual thursday night for me um <laughs> no same i do i would and then, you, right. and then you realize it's like a minute long yeah you realize it's <laughs> But also like the crane scene that you had just mentioned, I was like, I couldn't remember. Like I was like, was she getting attacked or was it just a freak accident? Like I couldn't remember if Goblin was part of that, but it was very much an accident. It was just a was rogue accident, crane yeah. had just demolished the building. Yeah. And so they never interact in that film at all. Not that I recall. Oh, oh, Harry and, Harry uh, yeah. and Gwen. Yeah. And then in, in the Amazing Spider-Man series, um, they, yeah, they actually interact quite a bit, but they're not quite friends and they're not quite, it's not like, there's not the camaraderie. There's no camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. Like they bump into each other at Oscorp and have a weird conversation in an elevator. <laughs> and then by the next movie, he's killing her. Jesus. So it's kind of like, yikes, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, it is, it is an aspect of Pete's life that they don't quite immerse the audience in until Tom Holland's trilogy. Um, and then, you know, of course with flash portrayed by Joe Maganello <laughs> and Chris Zilka, um, which I still, every time I think of Joe Maganello as flash, I'm like, Oh my God, he looked so different because he had no facial hair. Nothing. He was just tall. He wasn't like, he was just big. He was a, he was a yeah, big guy. He was a big guy. That's it. And he had like one line. No, he had a couple lines because he has a fight scene with yeah, yeah, Toby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I, I I had preference over the second Flash, 
which oh and why am i forgetting the third one oh my gosh and then the the flash thompson from um tom holland's films of course uh, to- tony revolori yes who we mentioned in the the uh, venom episode actually yeah, which is so like wild to think about because if you put those three flashes together yeah they're so different <laughs> Yeah, incredibly so different. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even then, like, even uh, they, they they all kind of encompass the exact character that Flash Thompson is. Like a very he's, like he's a jock, he's a jerk, and he's like kind of a poser. <laughs> so that's I kind mean, of like the yeah. best way to say it, right? Um, again, like you know, in even in even Flash, he has no links to Gwen in Spider Man Three. But but in the Amazing Spider-Man series, I thought it was really interesting in that they once again danced around the idea of, okay, Gwen and, and Flash have a more precise relationship that, like they do in the comics, in that Gwen, like the first time we even see Gwen in Amazing Spider-Man 1, she's stopping the fight between Flash and Peter. At the gym, yes. At, at, in the courtyard. Oh, the courtyard, okay. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, it started because Peter was trying to stop him from beating somebody else up. And then he tries to beat up Peter. And then here comes Gwen to stop the fight in the middle of it. Yeah. She starts ragging on him about his test grades and stuff because she's a tutor. She's tutoring him. That's right. As the smarty pants does. Oh, yeah. And so um, I kind of liked how they set these parameters where you're like, they're not quite dating. They, You could tell that they have gone out maybe, but... First and foremost, she's only there to help him with his homework. Sure. Like, sure. And yeah. she was also, once again, like to go back to what we said earlier about like what I loved about the character Gwen Stacy is that she would tell she's like, I can hold my own. I'm going to stop this fight. Yes. Like three giant big boy babies <laughs> can't even get their stuff together. I'm going to stop this fight immediately. Everyone's going to part. And she did that. She did it. And then... um she basically talked Flash down like a bad dog. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, um, I, I think those dynamics in the films were really cool. But of course, there's one dynamic that stands out above them all, at least when it comes to anybody aside Peter, um, Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> <My> favorite. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get it straight. I don't hate Mary Jane. I strongly just, dislike i just dislike her yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not like it's it's a complicated story because it's like of course i love her with peter parker i do i really do yeah but in comparison to gwen stacy it's like who like I, no 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 don't talk to me about mary jane watson when it comes to gwen stacy sorry I have thoughts. Anyway. I, I get it. Do you think now <laughs> in the next Spider-Man yeah. PS5, PlayStation game? Yeah. Do you think Gwen? No. St- Stacy makes it? No? No. I don't. I honestly, every time that something in pop culture comes of Spider-Man and MJ's already there, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But not because it's in favor of that love interest, but because the story is so surprisingly dense and the death is so surprisingly dense uh-huh. that they can't they can't possibly tell it correctly and have it have that same weight of prominence on Spider-Man as a character that it would even devote enough time to it. So they cut to the chase where he's either been Spider-Man already or he's learning as he goes goes along about it. And then MJ is already in the picture and they're mm. formulating that romance. And that's ultimately 
the vehicle that is leading him toward being a better superhero. Uh, does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. So you know it's, what I mean? it's, it's one or the other kind of thing. It's one or the other be just yeah. because it is so much. It's really a lot. And, you know, in the first few decades of, of um, first few decades, the first few years of, um, you know, Peter and Gwen even courting yeah. is just a lot of him, you know, and I was going to talk about this later, but it's him fighting the rhino. It's him fighting Tombstone, him fighting Doc Ock. And so she's there when all these new rogues are being introduced. And then by the time that MJ is an actual thing, he's already survived all of that, but he's finally met the most catastrophic event of his life. Mm. And now he can be the new Spider-Man that he has to be. He feels he has to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the look of defeat. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, right? Like, it's it's sad but true. And so when it comes to MJ, Gwen, you know, well, Gwen technically came first. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the, you know, like, get out of the way. Uh-huh. So she made her debut first. Ah, full-fledged yeah but mary jane actually had her cameo before gwen appeared got it so mary jane actually appeared in amazing spider-man 25 which is a whole six issues or half a year before gwen stacy came into the picture got it so when people ask like oh who came first mj or gwen and it's like well technically mj but full-fledged it was gwen stacy and so it isn't until Amazing Spider-Man number 42, which is a big issue because that's the first time Mary Jane makes her first appearance as Aunt Anna's niece. <laughs> and she comes up to the porch and she's like, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, there's the line. Oh, that's right. I forgot, the, yeah. I, I forgot Tiger is her thing. Tiger. Tiger. Go get him, Tiger. Go get him, Tiger. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, Cringe. you know. <laughs> Um, so, you know, in, in the films, we obviously know she was portrayed by Kirsten Dunst. Um, and we sadly, as part of Spider-Man three, we don't get that much interaction with them that nearly comes close to what they had in the books. Got it. And so there was this deep rivalry, of course, between the two women because MJ was basically favored by all the lads in the town. Everybody liked MJ. MJ was... She was fiery. She was like the life of the party, literally, you know, Um, and she was so charismatic and she wasn't necessarily all that smart, but she was like street smart and she was cool, you know, and all the guys wanted to date her except for Peter Parker. Nice. And she was like, I'm gonna get that because he didn't want her, (laughs) but he was with Gwen Stacy. So he was like, I have a girl. I think MJ's great but I'm in love with Gwen. And that was just his course. He stayed that course very much. And, and so um, after pretty much from the get-go, after, after MJ comes into the fold, she then, you know, starts to take a similar route to Gwen, but she's far more aggressive about it. And she does full-on date Harry Osborne. She full-on dates Flash Thompson. And she dates all these other people just trying to, to kind of make her point that like, I, I'm fine without you, Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that, wasn't that, was it Spider-Man 3 where, where Mary or MJ went on a, like a, a date with, with, with Harry, with Harry? Hmm. Or was that number two? It might've been number two. Cause. Okay. Num- oh, 
Or number... Yeah, it might be number because two. Because there's, the, there's that scene in Spider-Man 3 where it's Spider-Man Day or whatever. Gwen mm-hmm. Stacy's doing like a whole yeah. introduction. Mm-hmm. He webs down. Yeah. And, he, and he's, like, he's like, go ahead, lay one on me. <laughs> <laughs> and this thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down. And then yeah. MJ sees it. Yeah. And then she gets like super... Oh, yeah. Doesn't she go like, let's go Harry or something? Or something like that. Or she's like, she confronts him about it. And, yeah. and Toby's like, he was like, well, you know, I was just doing it for the oh, know, right. for the camera yeah. da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. she was like you know mj's on her independent stuff she's like da, 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 mm-hmm. you know? and then i think yeah <laughs> goes on a date with 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 harry yeah and then that's how like turmoil between like all three of them happen yeah, yeah. and then especially toby or um peter and harry yeah and then that's what triggers the peter and gwen does it not and that's how bully mcguire gets even further into the fold because then he takes Gwen to the jazz bar. That's right. Because he knew that MJ was working at the bar. That's right. (laughs) Wow, I forgot that scene. That's exactly what. And so imagine that kind of being what it's like in the comics, right? So all these relationships are happening and everyone's trying to get at somebody else for some reason that's the only movie that then does it then yeah wow that's why it's kind of interesting because it it set for me it set a precedent that i was just kind of like expecting it at all times from then on right yeah and so i was like okay when amazing spider-man came around i was like expecting like harry to try and make moves on gwen or something never Uh happened and Uh then when you get the new trilogy like is ned gonna be weird with mj no it never happens Never happens. It's different. It's different. Different, yeah. different, different paths. Yeah. And so the Raimi trilogy, or at least Spider-Man 3, really pays homage to that weird circle of chaos. <laughs> Which goes to show of like, they just wanted to jam pack For that sure. third movie. Yeah, they really <laughs> did. I completely forgot that Harry was indeed like kind of like floating around there in that weird yeah. gray area. Because yeah, John Jameson was in number two and Mary Jane almost married him and then ditched them at the wedding. Oh my God. The, the area John the movie. Jameson. Is yeah. He, who plays him? I forgot his name. Whatever. Yeah. But he's Irrelevant. also. <laughs> the astronaut. My son, the astronaut. Oh um, my God. I forget. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you are unlocking a core memory right now. I just haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Yeah. But no, like, I know what you're talking right, about. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, of course, John Jameson's in, in the comics too. And so, so all these relationships are happening and it's so tumultuous and it's so like, oh God, the college drama of like, basically like, oh, yes, people like sleeping around, but they're not <laughs> sleeping around. Like, you know. Yeah. Drama. It's a yeah. drama. Um, but yeah, the, speaking of the infamous bar scene, so that when Bully Maguire is like, oh, I'm going to take this Gwen chick out and he takes her to the bar and he does that whole thing. And that's like just pitting the women against each other. I know. That way. Wow. Ah, it makes me want to pull my hair out. But it's such also weirdly enough, a great example of, how they were treated in the books. And it's that age old thing um, that has come up even recently with like Julia Fox being like, why are people pitting me and Kim Kardashian against each other? It should be like, what did she say? Anka Jams. Anka Jams. I was Josh Safdie's muse on the, on the set of Anka Jams. <laughs> I literally was saying that this whole weekend. This past week. I'm like, Anka Jams. Yeah. Like, Jam. I had to watch it over again because I had no idea what she said until I read the caption. Um, I was Josh Safdie's muse in Anka Jams. <laughs> like, full disclosure, I, I, am, I did not watch the interview at all. 
but I, I did, didn't either. Yeah, but I did. Know, but, <laughs> but my point is that I didn't I didn't hear the full quote of what she had said, but she made a great point in that it was kind of like, why are people constantly trying to pit us against each other? Oh. And it's just something that's so like it's archaic as hell. Yeah. And it's always got to be about one woman against the other. And that's never why that, yeah. that's why that that uh, the test for films, what is that called? It's the Bechdel test. It's like, yes, right. That, okay. Yeah. So do these women have anything? Do they have any dialogue that isn't about a man or a love interest, let alone them rivaled against each other? And that movie failed with flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was literally the yeah. only reason why they were in. <laughs> right. Like that's, I honestly feel like aside it being a great Easter egg for the film. Sure. Why else was Gwen Stacy in that movie except to further Further the plot between Toby and or Peter and MJ. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, and at least in the comic books, like while they had this weird rivalry going on, they still, they were still friends. They still considered themselves best friends, mm. strangely enough. And like, there's so many great panels because it's like, it's very of the era, very seventies. And they're wearing like go-go dresses. And Gwen's always kind of like, a muted beauty version and then MJ's like fiery redhead. She's got like yeah. shimmering sparkles and all this stuff. It's really great. John Romita was fantastic at drawing them. And um and they they would have these catty moments. And, you know, MJ would always be like, so Pete, is your girl going to dance or what? Or am I going to have to steal you away? And Gwen would be like, that's great, honey. It's nice that you think that, but don't make me pull your hair out. Like she would say stuff back where once again, she's like holding her own against a woman who could, you know, if, to everyone else in the room, very easily take her boyfriend away from yeah. her. But she was like, no, I'm confident in me. I'm confident in him. And I'm in com more confident that I can kick your ass. So and, don't try it. And Pete's like, oh my God, no, guys. Yeah, stop. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God, please. No, oh, oh no, guys. Oh God. Please, oh, it's man. okay. This is this is crazy. There's one there's two of me and two of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and then you kind of look back on it and it's like, yeah, no wonder Pete was stressed out. He had two like fabulous ladies going after him. But he still was very gentlemanly about it. You know, he was still very good about I'm with somebody. I'm going to stay with her. So it was really admirable in that way, you know? I don't know. I still have hope for the next Tom Holland trilogy that there could be a Gwen. I would love to. I'm just trying to be realistic. Well, there, there was like that Twitter <laughs> meme where it was just like, what was it? Where it was like, oh, the next Spider-Man trilogy is going to be hilarious when Pete goes to college. He has Gwen Stacy as, oh as, his, as his science partner and Dr. Connors is his teacher and Harry Osborn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he's like, and he's oh, just like, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would really, really love for it. But yeah, I just feel like because he's so deep into the, the contracts and he has so many films already. Like if they do it, it's going to be like one film and that's it. Like what, it, how are they going to figure it out? I think it would be more compelling to I mean, just maybe, do the Felicia I mean, Hardy thing. You but know? it is also like a, okay. Yeah. But it, 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 the next trilogy also could be a good setup for like the, an MJ Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Kind of clash in a way since mm. he doesn't like, they don't, MJ doesn't know who he is anymore. Yeah. You know? So it's like a, a start fresh kind of way. And yeah. maybe he does try to go get MJ. Yeah. 
but he meets Gwen. Yeah. And it's just like, that'd be so interesting. Well, because that's, that also calls back to the end of the film where he's, you know, she's like, is that, is there anything else I can help you with? And he's like, no, he's like, no. And And then maybe, and maybe in the next trilogy, yeah, it gets to that point where he's like, nah, screw it. Yeah. But then he tries, but then he meets Gwen along the way. Ah. And then he's like, Oh my God, crap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love to see it. But I mean, yeah. yeah I just never don't. say never. Never say never. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, not to, not to gloss over the fact that Amazing Spider-Man did in fact have its own Mary Jane Watson in Shailene Woodley. Um, wow. Yeah, yes. she was in number two, but they, her fate was on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's yeah, right. do, do you know anything about that version of her? I vaguely, no, I don't remember much. Yeah. So she was intended to be literally the girl next door as she was in the comics and, and, um, and in, sorry, in the uh, Spider-Man films, like she literally lived next door and, um, she (laughs) was very, like you could see in the pictures, she's got her hair pulled up in a ponytail. She's really casual dressed. She's kind of a tomboy almost in a weird way. But um, as a character, she was supposed to be more or less obsessed with Spider-Man. So she was a big Spider-Man fan and she, to the point that she had a tattoo on her wrist. And so uh. in the pictures, if you go back and you Google Gwen Stacy's um, Shailene Woodley, um, pictures will come up of them having a conversation on the porch. And I don't remember if if they actually had it on the, the home releases or not, but I feel like they did. Um, and they have a conversation, like she comes up to the porch and this is the same day that Gwen unfortunately meets her fate. Mm. Um, and cause she's wearing the purple, but, um, MJ goes to the house right after Gwen does. And she goes, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm Mary Jane Watson. I was just looking for Peter Parker. I had to drop something off and Gwen's like, Oh, he's not here. Who are you? Like, what can I help you? With? Like she immediately is like triggered. What are you doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and and there are other scenes that she filmed with uh, Andrew Garfield. Like she's on the back of a motorcycle bike with him and, and all this other stuff yes. is really interesting. Um, but but thankfully, I mean, thankfully and unfortunately, they felt like it was too much in one movie. Mm. And yet still, there was too much in that in movie. That movie. <laughs> it was still too jam-packed with all the people and the characters and the villains that they had in it. But But it's something that I wish I could have seen because, you know, you I almost felt like, yeah, it yeah. could have been a redemption for for what they didn't get in Spider-Man 3, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like it, another interesting thing is that in these films, at least in the Amazing Spider-Man series, they introduce us to the Gwen's, to, to Gwen's family. So the Stacys, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what the interesting about that is that she has no siblings in the comic books. Oh. None. <laughs> Whatsoever. Zip. <laughs> Zip zero zilch. Um, not even Spider-Gwen has any. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like, why? Why did they do, Why did they pull that kind of move? Why does she suddenly have um, three brothers? <laughs> Maybe for some depth? I guess uh, so, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like they're trying to... Um, it could be a studio note, too, you know? Yeah, right? So, <laughs> so they expanded the only child that was Gwen Stacy into having three siblings, um, Philip Howard and Simon, portrayed by Charlie Depew, Skylar Gisando, and Jacob Rodier, respectively. And then they also, on top of that, introduced her mother, Helen Stacy, mm-hmm. portrayed by Carrie Coleman. And, and Helen Stacy is an interesting 
choice in character in that she is almost, I think she's only in one thing ever in the comics because otherwise she's dead. Jeez. So they very much um, focus on the fact that Gwen and her father simply only have each other. So it was a very, that's their relationship. That's the only family they have left. Yeah. And, and so it brought like another depth of, of sadness to them because it was kind of like, oh, you know, like that's why they have such a strong bond also. Cause it's always been them it's too. It's always yeah. been them too since the get go, since Gwen was a teenager. Um, Versus the film where they're like, oh, yeah, Captain Stacy and his family. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like they pop up at the uh, they pop up at the graduation and like they're there and they have the Branzino dinner that is super duper awkward. And, you know, like all these things where they're introducing this family. And then so it's it's kind of like, I don't know, to me, it's always interesting when they pull that kind of move. Like at least with Hawkeye, it was like, oh, well, they used the Ultimates version of Hawkeye as a as a kind of like a base yeah. to formulate, oh, he has this family. Yeah. Versus Gwen, where it's just kind of like, no. She doesn't have that. We just decided to give her family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they don't actually do anything like the opposite yeah yeah um and then you know of course you're left wondering like where are all these what happens to them <laughs> like the, what happens to the mom and the brothers after both gwen and captain stacy die you know and it's like oh. pain pain big pain so speaking of um big pain so that brings us to captain george stacy um gwen's father um like first and foremost in the comics he is never seen without a pipe in his mouth out of, <laughs> like a tobacco pipe. That's funny. He's got a tobacco pipe in the corner, <laughs> corner of his mouth at all That's times. That's very old yeah, school. Very old school. <laughs> like every every time you see a panel of this man, he's either sitting in a chair and he's got it in his mouth or he's holding it and he's always like, Peter, my boy. Yeah, see. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Um, and, you know, the funny thing about Captain Stacy is that he was... He was not only a fan of Peter Parker, but he was also a fan of Spider-Man. Ah. And so... Interesting. Yeah. In in the films, we got a Captain Stacy portrayed by James Cromwell and then Dennis Leary. Yes. Um, Cromwell, I don't really remember much about him. I think... He's literally in two scenes. <laughs> The one I was talking about yeah. off screen, like, um, I yeah. th I'm trying to remember if he was like for Spider-Man or not right. really. Right. I want to say he was in indifferent yeah. about it because mm -hmm. all I can think about only the only scene I can think about was the crane scene mm -hmm. where they're on the ground and yeah. he's just like, like who's Thank up you there? Thank you for saving my daughter. He's like, yeah. Yeah. So I think he may have been either indifferent he's or. indifferent, I feel. Right. Yeah, but then in ASM... And Dennis Lear was not having it. <laughs> hated was, him. Did not like him. At or all. Peter. Didn't like Spider-Man, didn't like Peter Parker. Just completely hated the idea. Yeah, hated it. <laughs> I know, which is crazy. But, um, of course, you know, like, the thing about Captain Stacy in the books was that he was, you know, more or less a very kind and gentle elderly old man the funny thing is that they always portrayed these older people as old people yeah so aunt may that's why aunt may looked like she was like 90 for like 20 years <laughs> <laughs> she's constantly oh aunt may is gonna die and she's like the withering old white-haired woman yeah and 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 captain stacy was very close to that in that he was portrayed as like this grayed out retired captain yeah who's then pulled out of retirement 
because of Spider-Man. And so our friend J. Jonah Jameson is like, it'd be really great if you go after this guy, you know, like, and you have to take, you have to do it for the police. Blah, 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 blah. And so Captain Stacy comes out of retirement and he starts digging into, okay, well, there's this new masked vigilante going around yeah. saving people from the city, but is he inciting the, 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 you know, the, the problems crime. and yeah. the crime. Um, I don't think he is. And then Jay Jones is like, oh, I think he is a menace. <laughs> you know? so, Spider-Man is a mess. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> um, and yeah. And you know, it's, he, he, he's in the books very, very often because of Gwen, once again, yeah. only, only family she has. So, He's always around. He's always like before they go on dates and he's vouching for Spider-Man as much as he's questioning Spider-Man. And he, he keeps us that constant um, presence, you know, uh, almost like an a, like a hidden adversary, uh, hidden uh, associate of Spider-Man's, mm. you know, like in, in broad daylight. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, with that Parker luck, all good things come to an end. <laughs> so... Um, you know, Captain Stacy's passing in particular was was paramount to the turn of Peter Parker's life during this whole era because, um, like even Wikipedia, okay, I have a note here. Wikipedia cites Stacy's death in The Amazing Spider-Man number 90 in November 1970 was a turning point in the Spider-Man saga, signaling to readers that permanent changes could happen in the story and that the supporting cast was not safe. Jeez. So that was ultimately like you had imagined being a comic book fan in that era and thinking, oh, these comics are so great. The hero always wins. He always gets the girl. He always finishes his homework. And then they're like, by the way, we're going to kill a major character <laughs> <laughs> in this book. And it's, it is very much that it's a turning point. And yes, and so I once love that. again, kill yeah, people out, let people die. In they comics. have to die. They have to die and they have to not come back. And so, um, you know, for captain Stacy, his unfortunate ending came during a fight that Spidey was having with doc Ock of all characters. Nice. And of course, you know, in tra in, in genuine doc Ock form, he's, his tentacles are raging on the building and the debris is falling stories below. We've seen it in every Spider-Man film. Um, and unfortunately, there's a small child in the way, very much like that scene in Spider-Man 1 with Gobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete Parker. Come on, move, kid. Yeah, move, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very much like that. Um, but, you know, Captain Stacy sees the small child who's just like, oh, he's like staring up at it because he's like. Kids are stupid, <laughs> man. <laughs> like three-year-old is like, oh, uh, there's something. Like, there. dang, something's coming my way. <laughs> Let me stand right, right here. here. <laughs> and yeah, and sadly, like Captain Stacy leaps in, pushes the kid out of the way, but he. All the rub, all of it falls on top of this guy. And it's that, it's like that evil dead, um, like image where his forearm is just sticking out of the rubble. Uh. And of course, Peter sees this and he's like, no, because he's like, oh my God, like of all people, not only because, you know, as Peter does, yeah, he didn't, he couldn't save someone's life. Someone sacrificed their life to save another that he could have saved. And on top of that, it's Captain Stacy, who's the police chief or police captain. And it's his girlfriend's dad, who is her only living relative. Mm. Mm. So Trauma. Tra <laughs> exactly. Someone oh, needs to so, go to therapy. It's so sad. I know. It's so sad because you have to remember, unlike the movies, 
Gwen does not know he is Spider-Man. Does not know. And it's, of course, it's kind of silly because it's kind of like, it's kind of like, people not knowing that Clark Kent is <laughs> Superman. Like It works, man. Sometimes I don't wear my glasses. People are like, who are you? <laughs> it's happening. I swear to God. It's true. It's, it's literally happening. It's true. But it like, you know, like poor, poor Gwen and them, like, where's Peter at? Oh, I don't know. He's not here. But whoa, there's Spider-Man. <laughs> I love that trope. Yeah, right? It's the best freaking show in the world. <laughs> yeah, and they've done that multiple times it in the t- film. It takes me back to the, to, to the homecoming uh, scene where they go to Washington yeah they take the trip to washington yeah. dc and they're like and then the teacher's like where's peter what the hell yeah. <laughs> oh but spider-man's, well, spider-man's spider-man here. has to save us <laughs> and then they tackled that in far from home and then he's like i can't i can't i can't come out here like spider-man can't be in europe at the same time as me and it's like uh, bro <laughs> What are you doing? So there's that. There's that whole scenario oh, so of like, good. and then you know you kind of get the the flack of like Peter. I should have been there. I should have been there to save my dad. And then and, you know it's like mm. you can just feel the guilt falling on top of this man in every yeah, panel because he's it. like, I need to tell her. I need to tell her. But now he's so deep in the game of not telling her that now she's like. I hate Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the worst person. He killed my father. Hmm. <laughs> sounds um, familiar. Yeah. Might I say Spider-Man 1 yeah, and 2? exactly. <laughs> oh, so, so sad. And um, so, 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 yeah, Spidey's blamed for the death. Um, and, of course, it's, like, enhanced thanks to J. Jonah Jameson, like, just being like, see, I told you he was a I terrible I told you person. he was a menace. <laughs> exactly. Spider-Man needs to take accountability for his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a menace. <laughs> we have J.K. Simmons in the studio with us today. I'm, How are you, I'm sir? Actually, I'm actually, the only reason why I'm, I'm doing all this because uh, I've been playing Spider-Man PS5 Remastered recently, <laughs> and I kept the J. Jonah Jameson podcast yeah, sound yeah, bites yeah. on. It's so funny. He's like, I heard Spider-Man was stealing health items for some carrier. When those should be going to some carrier so they can help the people there. He is a menace. I told you a menace. So funny. Also buy my new book, Joan Jones. Exactly. <laughs> He's like the ultimate podcaster. <laughs> God, this guy. So Such an influencer. Triggered. Oh, so triggered. Oh God, I forgot all about that stuff. So good. Oh God. I'm glad they kind of muted that in like the Miles Morales one, not to, not to tangent too much, but like how on Miles is, it's more of like that girl that's doing like the recaps. That, that, that supports. That supports like Spider-Man. That, that, that is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man's like friend. Good Lord. Yeah. Cause like all you do, like, I don't know about you, but like when I'm, when I was playing Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man, and I'd be like web slinging and I'd be like, dang, this New York is so <laughs> dark. Like out of nowhere, he comes you just out of nowhere. Mar- yeah, and then the sound. We have a call in from a person <laughs> that was involved with Spider-Man. <laughs> so tell me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson ruins everything. So, so unfortunately, Gwen is so grief-stricken, so grief-stricken that she can't help but but fall under that pressure of, you know what? I'm I used to be neutral. I used to be rooting for him. I I don't like Spider-Man. He is a he's a menace. He's a menace to society. And so of course that leaves Peter like, oh God. 
What do, what do I do? Now he's at like a self yeah. tug of war of like, oh, even more no. so. Yeah. Cause you know, this kid yeah. has brought it with him since he got bit. You know what I mean? And so just imagine like now he's this junior or senior in college about to like embark on the rest of his life thinking, okay, great. I found a great girl. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her to marry me. I'm yeah. going to do all this stuff. Life's going to be great. And then like actually embracing that maybe Peter Parker and Spider-Man can coincide Right. Which is ultimately like one of his biggest goals. That's what he wants. It's yeah. what he wants is that he wants these, these worlds to collide and coexist. And so unfortunately, you know, Gwen sees that Peter is officially not doing it. He's not proposing to her like she imagined he would. Uh. Um, and so with the loss of her father and now being alone and being by herself and um, she decides to flee, she goes to Europe to kind of have time by herself. And she's like, you know what, Peter, that's it. I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll come back eventually maybe, but I'm gone. And Whoa. so that is a very interesting thing that we see kind of, um, built into amazing Spider-Man yes. too. Where she's like, yeah, like it was Oxford, right? It was, was it? Yeah, it was Oxford. It was yeah. Oxford, yeah. right? And, yeah. it's like, and then Pete's like, no, don't. Yeah. Don't go. It's like, oh, but it's so far away. <laughs> it's so, oh my God, please. Yeah. And she goes to get interviewed yeah, she goes at the to Academy. Interview. Yeah. No, it's, it's very similar to that because she was just like, I'm just going to go as far away from him as humanly possible. And so she left. Um, and then she of course comes back <laughs> as we <laughs> all comes know back. she comes back and they they rekindle um and they're reunited and they're good for a hot second um <sighs> and then you know similarly in as at least when it comes to captain stacy's fate um he doesn't you know, james cromwell's version doesn't die wait does he die i don't remember he doesn't die i don't think he dies i no. remember them at a funeral scene but i just don't remember whose funeral was was it Harry, maybe yeah, it was Harry. Um, ah. yeah, but he's still there. Um, but Dennis Leary's version, of course, it, he's lost at the battle on top of the tower with the lizard. Yes. And that, he gets I mean, stabbed. that scene of where they corner Spider-Man, like, you know, they're yeah. like, take off the mask. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Spider-Man, take off the mask. And he goes, yeah. 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 And he's like, you gotta let me go. Or, oh no. Then Dennis Leary's like, Peter. Oh, yeah, you gotta right. let me go. Yeah. You gotta let me go. Andy is like so, <laughs> his, his voice is so soft and so delicate. You're just like, oh. And then he's like, okay, da da. And then, yeah. you know, fight with Lizard. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. Dennis Leary's, Captain mm -hmm. Stacy comes up, saves mm -hmm. Peter, you know, mm -hmm. and then ultimately. And then that ending of his ending, though, is like, he's like, take care of Gwen. And you're just like, <gasps> he knew. Yeah, take no. He was also like no, but didn't he say like keep? Oh, don't said, drag Gwen into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. Oh shoot. And then that, and then that's that's when the internal yeah. conflict for for Peter, for Peter kicks in. There. He's like, yeah, that's right, because he was damn. the complete antithesis of comic book. You're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he yeah, was like, he was, he was like, stay like, away like, from her. Yeah, it's like he, Peter, just keep her out of this. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. What do you? What do I do? Do I stay with yeah. the, the girl I love, God, or so do right. I listen to her father? Yeah. I know exactly. And then of course he never tells her that's great. So, you know, um, we have yet to see a, another captain Stacy, at least when the, the cinematic universe comes along and yeah. not even a cameo. Like who knows if he'll have one in any, of honestly, the who knows when we're going to, now, now so that crazy. I think about it, who knows when we're going to see another 
Spider-Man film. I know. I think we've been so spoiled these last six years. Yeah. It's like now if, if there there was a there was a five year break between Toby and and Andrew. Yeah. And then there's a two year break between Andrew Jeez, and Tom. Years. Yeah. And then and then since 2016, we've gotten a spider. We've gotten we got we've gotten Tom Holland. I think in I at least every almost every year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like since yeah. yeah. So now it's like now that it's like quote unquote over. Mm-hmm. Who knows if we're gonna get another Spider-Man flick in the next two years, or maybe, that, or, or even if it's Tom Holland or not. That isn't Miles Morales. <laughs> that isn't Miles Morales. Because we are going to get some fillers yes. from Miles Morales. But, so uh, who knows when we're going to see the next Spider-Man in big screen. <sighs> so crazy, yeah. dude. Because oh, we have so much content of just yeah. superheroes yeah. already coming out in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, And I don't know about you, but I would love to see Holland fight some of the street level foes that Spider-Man is so well known, known for. And Team of course, Red. <laughs> Team Red. Team Red. Ah, Daredevil, Deadpool, <laughs> Spider-Man, let's go. Um, but yeah, you know, like, you know, speaking of adversaries, you know, so Spidey's faced with so many of these classic villains that many people probably know if you like, it's kind of like Batman, right? Like, you know, say you're a moviegoer, say you're a casual comic book fan, Maybe you don't know all of Superman and Wonder Woman and the Flash's like enemies. Sure. But you always know Batman's. Yes. And so I feel like Spidey is obviously that equivalent in that you know who he's dealing with. I would concur. Yes. Yeah. And so um for Gwen, you know, like again, she she was there amidst all of these rogues coming in. So anyone yeah. from Craven the Hunter to the Oof. Rhino to Oof. The lizard, they're all there. And she was dealing with him and them. (laughs) Talk Um, about typical relationship problems, (laughs) right? Exactly, drama. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of like, you know, in terms of importance, it's like she in the comic books only had what I would designate as two. And no, Mary Jane's not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) As much as we would love to. (laughs) But I, I, you know, I want to pivot to the cinematic universe first and then kind of tackle those. Um, I would say in Spider-Man 3, her her nemesis was Bully Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) Because she had to deal with that um, throughout the film. So good on him, I guess. I don't know. Good old bully. (laughs) You'll get wet when you fix this damn door. (laughs) God, iconic. And then, of course, in Amazing Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man series, um, like we just mentioned, Lizard, portrayed by Rise E-Fans, I-Fans. Mm-hmm. In both Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, And then, of course, Electro, portrayed by Jamie Foxx in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Iconic. And Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, both of which, yeah, again, like these are, these are classic villains that come into the fold. She's in, she's in and around the proximity in the comic books when they come, uh, into town to ruin Spider-Man's life. But, um, neither of them quite succeeded in the way that these two villains we're going to talk about from the comics do. Okay. (laughs) So I mentioned him earlier, Dr. Miles Warren, AKA the Jackal. So mm. Dr. Warren debuted in the same issue that Gwen did and, and Harry. Um, but Dr. Warren was a peculiar man, a very bright man. Okay. But he mm. had that classic 
classic issue of falling in love with his students. Ew. <laughs> God. Exactly. <laughs> now, Ugh. Dr. Stephen Strange had Next. an issue. <laughs> Dr. Stephen Strange had an issue with an intern once upon a time okay. that we didn't get into. Remember, we kind of just passed that because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, ew, nobody liked it. But with Dr. Warren, this man is responsible for so much that you don't realize that I almost want to see it come to fruition in some cinematic way. Sure. <laughs> because it's so crazy town banana pants. But Dr. Warren fell in love with Gwen. He became thoroughly obsessed with Gwen. And of course, he blamed, um, you know, later on, when once Gwen meets her fate, he blamed Peter for her death as well. And so that essentially makes this man so erratic and so crazy that he's like, I have to do something about this, right? <laughs> and so he then went into the art of cloning. Do you see where this is yes. going to go? So this, <laughs> <laughs> this, this brings about a new era of Spider-Man that, you know, by, by the, the, the further entry of Dr. Warren into the Spider-Man lore, this is post Green Goblin. This is post Gwen Stacy. Uh. And this is where they really get banana cuckoo pants because clones <laughs> come into the fold, right? Jesus. So he subsequently and successfully created clones of both Gwen and Peter. Okay. In his little DNA lab. And cause, so the thing was apparently he used to keep DNA from his students. He would always obtain DNA from his students somehow. So he had this catalog of everybody. Jeffrey's just shaking his head. He had catalog of everybody in his, who would ever come into, you know, like his classroom. Yeah. But because of his obsession with Gwen and by proxy Peter, AKA Spider-Man, he was like, I'm going to make clones of them so that they this can do my bidding. This is sociopathic behavior. Very disgusting <laughs> and very gross. Puppeteering. He loved to puppet. And so he creates um, th these clones and in the, uh, in that process then found out, oh my God, Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person. Oof. So, he then names this clone Kane, who becomes Kane Parker, K-A-I-N-E. Oh, okay. Who is otherwise known as the Scarlet Spider. Okay. And the Scarlet Spider, honestly, in, in comic book lore, if, if you, you know, you ask people who are pretty eyeballs deep into Spider-Man, like, knowledge, yeah. they will say Kane Parker is probably perhaps their favorite. Interesting. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's, he's like, he has no, he has no borders. He has no reservations when it comes to inflicting pain mm. and chaos. And like, it's almost kind of like, you know how in No Way Home, Andrew, you know, Peter, Peter three is like, you know, I, I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah. Like Kane is the Spider-Man that uh, does not pull punches. He rips people's heads off type of like, he's crazy. Yeah. And so he's also strong enough to do these things. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, by the way, Dr. Dr. Warren cloned Gwen the day after she died. Jesus. <laughs> so he didn't even wait a breath and he was like, oh, she's dead. I got to make another one. God. Yeah. <laughs> So, so gross. Ugh. Mm. And so, you know, he's one of these characters that he's very much of the classic form in the 70s. 
And um, but he ended up returning in a more modern storyline called, called the Clone Conspiracy. Okay. Um, and so once again, he arises. He creates clones of not only Gwen but also Captain Stacy this time around. Yeah. And then he thinks, okay, well, if I make Captain Stacy, then Gwen Stacy is gonna do everything that I tell her to because I have her dad with me. So again, he's like, I don't, I don't know why he's so obsessed with her. I don't, it's just, it's weird and it's creepy and (laughs) like it, it makes, it makes for great storytelling in the long run. Yeah, sure. But it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Um, And so he, you know, after creating the clone of Captain Stacy, it's there. He's now refined his procedure that they're not only just walking, talking clones, but now they're embedded with the memories of that person before death. So Uh, they come with that knowledge. So they come with the knowledge of like, ah, Peter is Spider-Man. Oh, I died because that person killed me. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) dicey. It's so dicey. A little dicey. (laughs) And, And, but the unfortunate part is as a result, they're, they're genetically, uh, imperfect. And uh-huh. so they start to, their DNA essentially starts to break down and uh, they start to corrode and they start oh, to, yeah, they oh, start to go thriller Oh God! <laughs> and, and they're just, dis, they're displayed as such, you know, they're, they're depicted as like dead people, the further you get into the comic books. And so like, oh, it's so sad to see them. Like once again, here we go, yeah. they're dying again, but in oh, a different God. way. And so um, this Gwen, I thought, was really special in that, whereas the original Gwen, which, you know, we're going to talk about the Green Goblin and her death, like, next. But whereas she was just taken away and she was not given a choice to meet a fate that that could have maybe been more heroic in some way, this Gwen, this clone, actually takes matters into her own hands and she's like, no, 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 I'm going to fight him this time. And she actually does her part to kind of set the stage so that Peter Parker can take Dr. Warren down. Uh, and so she fights, she like sets off these bombs that, that, you know, stop the robots and all this good stuff. And she, it was great because again, it, it was a very telling characteristic of who she was independently just as herself. And so she did her due and it was like, great. And sadly again, she passed and, and so did Captain Stacy. So it was like, God, here we go again. <laughs> They can't get a break. And it's just so sweet because she was just like, wow, you know, like in the book, she was like, wow, I guess I'm just another, another one of those Gwen clones or something like that. And then Pete's like in his Spider-Man uniform, like tattered and he's holding her and he's like, no, no, no. I know Gwen Stacy when I see her. And it's like, oh God. Whoa. It's so deep. Wow. I know. I love it. It's gotta hurt. So good, right? Like, (laughs) uh, he like knows her when he sees her and like, like he saw the spirit despite the 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 weird corrosion of her zombie form. He was like, no, 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 this is Gwen Stacy. Um, and so that brings us to the infamous Green Goblin. Goat. The goat. The goat and goat. <laughs> <laughs> Portrayed by Willem Dafoe in the first two Raimi films, as well as Spider-Man No Way Home. If you haven't seen this film, what are you doing? Norman's on sabbatical, honey. Norman's on sabbatical, honey. Um, yeah, he's fantastic in the films. Um, he, again, does not have one ounce of, one bit of interaction with her. Because he's not in Spider-Man 3. And he's not in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Nope. So they've 
see, how do you, what do you think about that? Like, this is like such a big, important storyline in this character's fictional history. And then they just kind of don't talk about these two characters interacting. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's like a, I don't know. Obviously we'll never know like what the way of thinking was for the writers and whatever the studio and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's like a, I felt like it was like a, a choose one or the other. Yeah, right. To include into these stories. So it's like, do you want to have Green Goblin or do you want to have Gwen Stacy? Now, here's a question. Would you have wanted them to go a full trilogy with Green Goblin, like slowly coming to the surface as the big baddie rather than just in one movie and then he's gone? Okay. Would you want the natural escalation of the character, like slowly becoming the villain throughout the series? Um. Well... In what movies do we have that? Oh, like 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 Thanos, like Thanos type of thing, where it's like. Well, no, not so much because, like, at least you kind of see Norman like go through this. He's a normal person, yeah, and then he slowly starts to lose it, and then becomes the Green Goblin, like kind of like Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn in the first Amazing Spider-Man and second. Because he's he's there, he's his character, but then by the end of the first film into the second, he's officially on the train to Crazy Town. If it was Willem, Willem's um, portrayal, probably. I would love to see that, but yeah. I know when it comes to like movies, you know, they always need a villain. Yeah. In that 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 the protagonist needs to defeat or something, right. but. But yes, if there was a way to yeah to expect to prolong Willem, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, hundred mm-hmm. percent, I would see that kind of like yeah. kind of like what's happening in the in the in the in the Sony Sony Marvel PlayStation yeah um, yeah Spider Man game, game yeah exactly they're kind of setting up yeah you know Harry's trying to save his or I'm sorry Norman's trying to save his son. Mm-hmm. MJ and Peter don't know what's really going. They 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 think he's in Europe, but really it's something yeah. else. Yeah. Um. And it's ultimately a setup that that Harry maybe potentially becomes Green Goblin, right? Or Venom, or or, or a symbiote of <laughs> yeah. some sort. Yeah. So that that dra- that 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 kind of drags me in more. Yeah. As a story, because you're like, ooh, like who's who's he gonna be? Is right. it a symbiote? You know. Yeah. So. If it was Willem's portrayal, I would have loved to see that fleshed out because yeah. we all obviously know how great, great, <laughs> so good, how great he portrays um, Green Goblin. Green Goblin, yeah. And so. that's the thing. That's kind of why I'm, again, another reason why I'm very satisfied with No Way Home because it's like now that they've they've more or less brought back an iconic portrayal like Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin, they don't have to do it again. Yeah. They don't have he elevated to. his game yeah. as Green Goblin, exactly. which I was like, how do you play something <laughs> yeah. even better than when you played exactly. it for 2002? Yeah. About 20 years 20 ago. 20 years later. Like, how do you elevate it Incredible. and still, like, not lose a step? And he did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you, you not only did you lose a step, but yeah. you came back even, like, stronger. Stronger. Oh, yeah. He and was even more menacing. And exactly. I, like, I was, there's points where I was like, I'm scared of this guy. Yeah, he's scary. He's yeah. generally scary as a character. He's so good. He's great, yeah. And so I would have loved to have seen him, especially when, you know, when we're about with what we're about to talk about. So 
where do I even start? Gosh, even with notes, I'm like, oh, how do I, how do I even start this? <laughs> so, so Norman Osborn. So, you know, during this time in, in the Spider-Man books, and so you kind of got to think this is about 10 years, almost 10 years into the series. So, um, at this point, Harry is pretty much a drug addict. He's like taking actual drugs. He's like doing heroin and cocaine. Oh my gosh. And so um, Norman is trying to be a father, trying to to run his business and and be his own entity. But at the same time, he's got this thing at the back of his head nagging him. Uh And he's got the alter ego seeping through, which is the Green Goblin. And so he, he buckles beneath the mental strain and he then becomes the goblin full on. And so that's kind of what we talked about in the trading card in that um, he was going through these bouts of amnesia and losing memories and regaining memories, recovering these memories, and then recalls that, oh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, you know? And he's like, oh, and then the goblin takes over and he seeks to just kill this hero that has gotten in his way so many times. And also at the same time, kind of he's, he's projecting his frustrations with his son onto Spider-Man because he wanted his son to be the powerful being like Spider-Man is and, and then what have you. And so he wishes for nothing but revenge against Spidey. Of course. And unfortunately, that leads to the subsequent ca- kidnapping of Gwen. Of course. And the iconic bridge scene. <laughs> so this girl has just come back from Europe. They just had some good times being a couple again. And then, you know, she's not feeling well. And she's like, I need to f- find Peter. And then like in the panel... Um, you see Gobby on his glider just coming toward the window and it's like, oh no. Wow. And so this is the last panel that you see Gwen alive. That's wow. it. That's the last panel. That's and good. so speaking of the issue, I have it, of course, Amazing Spider-Man 121, June. I want to say 1974, 1975. Okay. Um, 20 cents. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 1973. Um, and so where do you even start? So yeah, the next time you see Gwen, it's, it's the scene that we've seen so many times with Spidey slinging toward this dark bridge, the sun's dying in the, in the background and the goblin is just gliding about on his glider at the top. And his girlfriend is is passed out. Spidey's girlfriend's just passed out on the top of the bridge on that little thing, which is why more or less when those teasers for no way home started coming out Uh and MJ was on top of the bridge. Yeah. Everyone was like, she's she's gonna die. And then the, the part of her falling, she's gonna die like Gwen. And, and of course that's also laid into the fact that in the first Spider-Man, again, the end scene is, is Mary Jane Watson falling off the bridge and because of the Green Goblin. Spider-Man and bridges just don't. <laughs> They're just not good. Good things never it's happen on a bridge. No, right. And I swear they've actually written that somewhere. I think it's an <laughs> it's actual gotta be one of, of those rule, un, like yeah. rules for Spider-Man. If oh, he's on a bridge, something tragic is going to happen. Something tragic is going to happen. Keep the women away from them. I mean, even in No Way Home, that yeah. happened. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, they have their, they have this, this dialogue between the two of them. And of course, Spidey is even more paranoid and unprepared and, and also unwell. I think it's the issue before, um, 
or a couple of issues before he was fighting the Hulk. And uh, so the Hulk was rampaging and he, he got sick and, and all this stuff. And he wasn't on his A game, essentially. And so, um, you know, he's just like, oh, we can settle this goblin. Like, you know, don't drag her into yeah. it. And, you know, Gobby does what he does. And he kicks Gwen. He knocks Gwen. Sorry, he doesn't kick her. He knocks her off with the glider off the side of the bridge. Yeah. She starts plummeting and Spidey... Again, he's like, oh, my God, her dad is dead because of me. All these people are dead because of me. She's her life is ruined because of me. This is my chance to make it up to her. I'm going to save her. She's the love of my life. He goes after her. But he's also so he's also sick. And then he's also so confident. He's so utterly confident that he has this because he's fought so many people up to issue 121. He's like, I've been doing this for years now. I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. Yeah. I have this. I can do it. Yeah. And he does the, and he grabs her by the boot and he yanks. And then like I told you in that other episode, you see the panel in this comic book and you see her little neck just go snap. Ah! I hate <laughs> it's oh, the God. worst. Yeah. And I have, uh, I have this wonderful collector's book on amazing <laughs> Spider-Man downstairs and um, there's a portion where Stan revisits um, these pages of the book and Gwen's death and, and how it had been erased later in, in uh, future printings that, that the snap even occurred because they just thought it was so traumatic for readers yeah. to see that he literally caused her death, that she wasn't dead that they just had to kind of like, oh, let's let's try to erase it. Let's try to numb the pain. But it still didn't soften it because he still failed. Uh. So that's like, ultimately, it's like, that's why I, I say this, this whole era of Spider-Man's life in, in the books is so, so catastrophic and so detrimental to who he is as a superhero that unfortunately he had to have the biggest fail happen right before his eyes where he literally did the thing because at least with uncle ben someone someone else shot uncle ben someone else took his life in other occurrences it was always somebody else he failed to help like to to kind of stop it yeah but in this instance he's the one it's his fault for many reasons and so the saddest part of it is that he then pulls her up He's like, I got you, honey. You're good. You're safe now. And then he's like, Gwen? And he, it's very much like the Amazing Spider-Man 2 scene where- It's very hard for me to watch that That is scene. terrible scene. I literally I had heart palpitations. I couldn't breathe when I first saw that film because I was like, uh, she made contact with the floor. And, and they showed it. And they showed it. Bro. So yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like <laughs> Visceral. Oh yeah, it was terrible. God. And so we'll, we'll go into comparisons in a second, but- he he cradles her and he's like, Gwen, good honey, like wake up, wake up. And she's dead. She's gone. She's not waking up. And then he loses it. The end of this issue is like, you killed the woman I love. Now I'm going to kill you. Oh, like, he goes on a rampage. He, go, he loses it. And then that brings us to the this next issue, which is also, by the way, both are signed by Jerry Conway, who was the oh. writer, and Stan Lee. Saw so, that. They're both signed. They're both uh, authenticated. And so this is 122, which is the death of Green Goblin. 
And so, I don't know, I haven't checked in a very long time. Independently, these issues, I think they range from about 500 to a grand each. So, put that wow. in your Captain Stacy pipe and smoke it. Wow. Yeah. What I also noticed re-watching Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. they foreshadow Gwen's death. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. they foreshadowed it. Mm-hmm. It was during the, 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 the fight with Lizard at the school scene. And she falls out of the bridge. Yeah. And like, well, like he, was like, he was like, oh, I'm going to throw you out the window now. Yeah. She's like, what? Yeah. And then like, and it's a, and it's a harmless fall. It's not that far yeah. of a yeah. fall. And then yeah. she, he webs her like that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> how, okay. Oh yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, he webbed her by the stomach. He webbed her in the middle. Do that again. If that happens again, web her in the middle or somewhere where she can like latch onto it. Right. But you know, Speaking of the science, that's what I was going to talk about next is that I found this excerpt from a book called The Physics of Superheroes. Nice. And so, <laughs> totally yeah. plausible. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, why not? Um, and so consistent with Newton's laws of motion, the sudden stop, regardless of what, like how it happened, that fall from that bridge, that towering of height, it would have killed Gwen regardless just because of the freak, uh, the rate at which she was falling and then the ultimate impact on the water, which is why like people who are on bridges to say goodbye to society, it's not a good thing. Yeah. It just isn't. Yeah, and hitting so, water at, a, yeah. at an accelerated rate is pretty still yeah, painful. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, this book written by James Cacalios um, cites Gwen's death as a study in it because of the the, the gravity and, and gravity. all of that. They did. <laughs> They did all of that math. And so um, I believe there's also, uh, I think it happened in 2014 or 15, maybe around that time. Uh, writer Dan Slott actually wrote a side story in at the tail end of a, a Spider-Man book where it revisited um, Gwen's death, yeah. the death scene rather. And Cherry on top, she's... Although she's unconscious, she wasn't. I, although she appeared unconscious, she wasn't. Huh. So her eyes were closed. She Oof. couldn't move, but Whoa. she was completely aware of what was going on around her. Damn. So it's I don't like know what's worse. salt in the wound, right? Um, <sighs> so yeah, that's that's even if you want more heartbreak, you can read that. Um, but so that brings us back to Amazing Spider-Man Two, where they, you know, they. Peter and Harry, who is now the Green Goblin, too, are fighting in that clock tower. And then Gwen, sadly, is there, and Harry sees the collateral that he can, conf- like, add damage to Peter's life by tossing her over the edge. And, oh, that scene is so bad! <laughs> That's the worst. Um, and the web, the way the web is, like, literally reaching out to, like, grab it's her. It's a very hard scene for me to watch. Because oh, I hate, I hate it. Well, knowing that there's death and then yeah. knowing that, like, oh, and then you see the impact on screen. You're oh, like, my gosh. Holy creases. I know. I, I kind of, this is me being a science nerd, but I kind of hate that they show impact. Because we all know if that happened legitimately, her head would have exploded. exploded. Sure, yes. But... Also, but I think it's also important that they showed the impact because now you're like, oh, she ain't coming she's back. dead. But see, would you have just, 
I see for me, I would have preferred that they just featured her like neck snapping rather than her like literally bouncing like a ball. It was, it was, it was a creative choice. Oh, terrible. <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, fun fact for, for those of you who don't know, but during that scene, Andrew was positioned in a way and brought into the scene that he, after the fall, after he has successfully failed at saving her, yeah. he did not see Emma rigged up dead until that day that he was he came into film. Oh, so he didn't find out that she was dead until that day on set. Right. Like he well, I mean, he knew that she was gonna die. Oh, okay. Because they've done table readings and whatnot. But he never, you know, it's different when it's a visceral experience. It's different when you're actually seeing this in front of you. Oh. And okay. so his reactions on screen are authentic. Completely. Oh, because it did a oh, it a whole rig of her like bouncing and right. Cause like uh, she's hanging from yeah. the thing and he has to pull her off of it. And then he's like, Gwen, I gotcha. And it's very much like the comics where he's like, I gotcha, honey. Like, are, uh, Gwen, are you okay? And then he sees that her nose is bleeding and she's just lifeless. And so that whole thing, and then him breaking down and like, don't go, stay with me, stay with me. It's all Andrew Garfield goodness. Mm. And it's all like a hundred percent honest. Cause by that time they were dating. Mm. And so it's like, can you imagine like like you go in and then you see your, you you know it's a job. You know what, yeah. what this entails. But to like imagine it, yeah, but also to then it's, she's see there. see it and then yeah. know, know what's happening in that story for you. Yeah. And how you're supposed to react. My God. So that's really sad. <laughs> he got his redemption I, yeah, though. Yeah, he did. Heck yeah, he did. <laughs> Which is like what we can talk about now, of course. Um, and kind of like what we said earlier in that, you know, that the way that they did bring these Spider-Man back and kind of tie up their loose ends yeah. was so gratifying for me as a fan because yeah, again, like sure it was with MJ this time, but the redemption for, for Peter in that moment and how he couldn't save Gwen, but he learned from his mistake. Yeah. To then he said no right. webs right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not until the last moment. Exactly. <laughs> and that he, I think, did he pull her toward he, him? She's, she's falling yeah. back. He accelerates towards her. Right. He grabs her. Right. And then webs he flips up. and then he webs up. Right. Yeah. See, and that's what he should have done. And it's like a, it's kind of like a novice thing because it's like, Pete, you're a science major. What yeah, are you yeah. doing? You I wish that scene lasted a, yeah. a couple seconds longer in slow motion. Yeah. But it was still, but like I understood it and I got it and yeah. I was like, yes. Oh I just wish gosh. it, I wish it was fleshed out maybe a couple seconds the longer. The cheers during that yeah. portion. And the tears that fled yeah. from my eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Also, credits to Zendaya's acting on so that good. one too. Yeah, absolutely. Like incredible. she brought out that reaction, I think, yeah. out of Andrew. And he said that, did he not? Did he, he say did. that it was, all, he said, it was all Zendaya? I think, it, yeah, it was all Zendaya saying, like, yeah. when she asked me how, yeah. how I'm doing, yeah. that's when he was like, yeah. oh, sh I oh, don't know. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, and so, you know, depending on who you ask, the death of Gwen Stacy signifies the end of what was known as the Silver Age. And so mm. that, that very moment is when readers of that era were like, oh, wow, people don't just come back. They don't survive to see another day. They don't just go to the hospital and buy panel two of the next issue. Yeah. They're great. No, she died. Yeah. She died. Her dad died. It was over. Need it was more over of that. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, 
to some that that's otherwise largely attributed to the comic tales of the seventies. You know, like that that's that's kind of the beginning of what followed next, which is the Bronze Age and what many regard as the darker, the grittier era of comic books. Um, aside that, so Norman Osborn, I have so many thoughts about Norman Osborn, my friend. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, there was, and I'm sure like people who know about this were like, is she going to talk about it? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so there was this storyline called Since Past, penned by J. Michael Straczynski, who mm -hmm. has also written and contributed to some of the films. Uh -huh. Um, and it was very polarizing <laughs> because, you know, it's like peak science fiction when more clones come into the fold and children are created in um, test tubes and they are born at accelerated rates. Yeah. So this is what happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what? So let's rewind to, okay, Gwen goes to Europe. Uh -huh. Okay. In this storyline... According to J. Michael Straczynski, Gwen went to Europe where then she was then met with Norman Osborn. Okay. They oh. hook up. Wow. Ew. Hook up. And the, the panels are tragic because they're just absolutely. Graphic? Like, no. Well, uh. I mean, they're, they're, they're suggestive enough that it. I have them like burned into my memory. It's uh -huh. so disgusting. And, <laughs> and, and the reason why it's done at all is because again, Norman Osborn is just using her as oh, revenge for right. Peter. Yeah. And so it's that, that's already gross enough. And so, um, what inevitably happens is that Gwen becomes pregnant with twins. <laughs> and then, Instead of the normal gest gestation period of nine months, she yeah. has these babies within weeks. Ew. As fully grown human, like fully grown What is she, children. Scarlet Witch? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's because of Norman. Because Norman oh. Osborn is accelerated and enhanced. Yes. Because of the goblin serum. Oh my gosh, yes. So he, she gives birth to these children. Yeah. And then um, when she completely is like, I don't want anything to do with you. It was a mistake. I don't want this. Yeah. That's when he decides he's going to kill her and brings her back to the States, puts her on the bridge, and then the whole thing goes down. Oh, my down. God. Exactly. So it's like, oh, my gosh, as if the storyline wasn't terrible enough. Messed now you're going to yeah, yeah. you're gonna add this whole thing that, oh, Gwen Stacy was not, in fact, the pure-hearted um, you know, intellect that she was all this time, we're going to go ahead and taint her memory and then say that she slept with his worst enemy and then had his babies. So then she has these two children. Um, and then Sarah and I can't remember the boy's name. And then they ultimately, they grow to be adults in no time flat. They're literally children in one panel. Mm -hmm. They become toddlers and then they become young adults. And then, Miraculously, they look like Norman and they look like Gwen. And so these clones kind of go through this process. I think it spanned two Spider-Man titles over maybe six issues total, maybe yeah. less. Um, and essentially they they disappear into the night. They realize they're also they're still advanced, they're still aging at a more advanced process. Yeah. And they're going ultimately going to become old people and die. <laughs> sure. in, in like two years flat. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like oh, yeah, that's right. super yeah. duper, right? Jeez. And so 
I was so distraught by this storyline uh-huh. that I hunted J. Michael Straczynski down at the comic book at the at San Diego Comic Con. Wow! The year after this happened, you asked him about at a it? Spider-Man panel, and he was like, "Do we have any questions from the from the crowd?" And I raised my hand, and he was like, "Young lady in the back." I stood up with that mic, and all I said to him was, "Gwen Stacy." <laughs> and I gave him the worst look <laughs> in my life. And he was like, ah, sh-. <laughs> <laughs> he adjusted in his seat. Oh. And, I, and then he goes, okay, okay, okay. He knows what he did. Oh, he knows what he did. So <laughs> he adjusted in his seat. He sat down and he was like, look, look. <laughs> I <laughs> love knew, this. I knew, love this. Yeah, he knew I was coming for him by the throat, right? He's like, I got to admit. It was a low point. I was bored. Wow. And I was like, that's that's all you have. Like, I didn't say this, but I was like in my in my brain and on my face. I was like, that's your response is that you were bored. So you decided to do to give it to give what? That, to give that backstory and everything. Oh, my gosh. I was livid. I was absolutely positively livid. Wow. And so he went with that for the longest time. And it was canon for the longest time until last year. Wow. I got redemption, baby. Nice. And so. Same guy? No, no, no. Different guy. (laughs) My hero, Nick Spencer, Uh, creator of Captain Hydra, actually did it in a a recent Spider-Man. It's Amazing Spider-Man number 73. So the numbering is all over the place. Yeah. But Amazing Spider-Man number 73, this is my favorite part, Jeff, my favorite part, is that Norman Osborn's losing his shit. He's like, Uh what's happening? And he gets visited by an artificial intelligence, an AI backup of of, of Harry Osborn. And he's like, you really think that a classy woman like Gwen Stacy would ever sleep with you, dad? (laughs) And then Mysterio pops up on another screen and he's like, Norman's like, are you, are you saying that? And he's like, dad, none of it was real. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it was all part of Mysterio's doing. Like he manifested all of that. At least, not the, not her dying, but the the the, the children, the, the, him the, going the to up, Europe, yeah, yeah. all of that was manifested by Mysterio. And then there's this inside joke that actually that Norman actually f- Mysterio. <laughs> and not, Jesus, and not Gwen. But no, that isn't that isn't verified. That's honestly, but it hilarious. is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so so Harry pulled a fast one on his dad, and I had to buy that issue immediately. That's honestly so thanks, Harry. The best thing I've ever heard. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was one of those things. Um, so yeah, that was that was at least the Green Goblin aspect of Gwen Stacy's. Oh my death. god, jeez, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now we're gonna actually talk about the death, not, not too much further, um, in length, but I just wanted to cover some things that were very pertinent to, again, to the comic books of that era and how it set course for comic books and women in comics Uh, from that point. Okay. So here's a quote from Jerry Conway, who is the man responsible for penning Gwen's death. It was not Stan. Stan had always said like, 
Gwen was supposed to be the end all be all for Peter. She was supposed to be his love interest for the rest of the run, period. Uh, um, but Jerry Conway, oh, Jerry, <laughs> he has said, quote unquote, Mary Jane hadn't lost edge that made her an interesting character. Gwen didn't have an edge. She was just a nice person. Huh. Right? Wow. What the hell? And so mini me <laughs> reading that, I was like, nah. so you can't be interesting and nice yeah. at the same time? Like, and I always felt like, you know, to call back to the question that Ariel had at the top of the show, I was kind of like, you know, as a child, I was like, you know, it's hard enough being a girl. There's a, there's a line from Virgin Suicides um, that, you know, the doctor's like, honey, why did you try to try to do this to yourself? And she's like, clearly, doctor, you've never been a teenage girl. And so with that. And with Jerry's line of just being like, basically saying, well, Mary Jane was exciting because she was different and like dicey and challenging. Sure. And she was mean versus Gwen just being like smart and nice. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be a mean person. Person. Yeah. I want to be interesting and nice, nice and smart. Yeah. And so that kind of set course for me. And so that nice. it, th that's exactly why like Gwen Stacy is so important to me because she kind of set this, this, precedent of you don't have to be what other people expect you to be you can be who you are simple or not simple or complicated strong or weak in whatever way and you can still be as formidable and as important and as exciting as the people who are like that all the time oh yeah we're posting that on instagram for <laughs> sure we are Making that one of our teasers <laughs> with the caption. There we go. There we go, and guys. And so, um, uh, I don't know if you see this, but I keep wiping my eyes because it makes me emotional. But um, Hell yeah. But again, I love Team Gwen Stacy, y'all. <laughs> I'm converted. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Jeff. You can still love MJ. As long as you make room for Gwen, too. As long as she ain't okay. a <laughs> 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 oh, blimey. Uh, and so there's this thing. Have you ever heard, my dear friend, have you ever heard of this thing called women in refrigerators? That sounds incredibly sexist. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty bad. So this is kind of a concept that I call fridging uh -huh. or the fridge bridge. And so you'll, okay. you'll, you won't really often see this as much as it used to happen. But... It's best described on Wikipedia as the comic book trope whereby female characters are affected by injury, raped, killed, or depowered, an event colloquially known as fridging, sometimes to stimulate protective traits and often as a plot device intended to move a male character's story arc forward, uh -huh. a.k.a. What Gwen was in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> She's only there to further Peter Parker's motivation to become a, spy, uh, a hero. Yes. Okay. And so the phase itself was coined by comic book giant Gail Simone um, in response to a classic DC tale mm -hmm. uh, that appeared in Green Lantern number 54, 1994. So this okay. is a, a more modern, it's still vintage by all means. Yeah. A more modern um, trope in that in, this is so sad. In this issue, so similarly and as different as it is to Gwen Stacy's tragic death, um, Kyle Rayner, who was Green Lantern at that time, mm -hmm. his girlfriend Alexandra DeWitt 
uh, <laughs> is essentially killed. Yeah. And her corpse is stuffed into her refrigerator. To further plot, to further advance his that, yeah. superheroism. Um, and so they liken Alexandra and Gwen in that they were these characters on their own and then ultimately make, like they, they have this incredibly traumatizing, dehumanizing death for the sake of this character advancing in their importance. Bless Jesus. you. Jesus. Um, so, so that's what, that's where the, the fridging came from. Um, unfortunately, and, and yes, they do show it. So like the panel, you can Wikipedia, it, you can Google it, whatever you want. And oh, he, he walks in and it's like, you just see like, you know, like I think the, the door itself is kind of jutting open and uh, yeah, it's kind of like peeking out. Messed up. Okay. Ooh, and it was 94. So they were a little more, a little more, you know, ballsy when it came to oh, okay, depicting okay, these okay. kinds of things versus yeah, yeah. the seventies with Gwen. Uh-huh. Um, so so yeah, that's that's kind of something that has more or less succeeded past both of these female characters until modern times in that often women were sadly used as this plot device continuously um, over time for some of our most well-known known superheroes. And I think, you know, by that same token, I think it's, it's then kind of fed uh, characters to come to creation like Black Cat and like Selena Kyle, mm. Catwoman, to create this particular breed of female characters that comes up to really truly hold their own. Yes. And maybe not as often have a male as a plot device, but hopefully not as frequently. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, I thought that was just an interesting thing to kind of mention. Um, but you know, when it, when it comes to, um, this is the last time I'm going to mention it, at least for this episode. Um, so the day Gwen Stacy died has an actual date, January 28th. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, written by Jerry Conway. It's my dad's birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Well, now, now we'll remember your dad's birthday for sure. Oh, gosh. Um, with Jerry Conway, Gil Kane, John Romita, and Tony Mort... Mort gosh. Mo Mortellaro. Nice. Mortellaro. Um, uh, creative team-wise. And... That significant date, that the day that Gwen Stacy died, actually leads directly, correlates directly into a far more important storyline called Spider-Man Blue, okay. which is my favorite Peter Parker story of all time. Ah. And it's a six-issue story um, written by Jeff Loeb, okay. which should be a familiar Sounds, name. That does sound a, like, yeah. very familiar. So Jeff Loeb worked on many of the NBC, NBC, ABC, I say this every time, NBC shows. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and... ABC. Yeah, ABC. Um, yes. And he was also uh -huh. a part of the Heroes show. Oh. And he's penned many comic books in his day. Okay. And so this happens to be one of his works of art and, and also um, drawn by Tim Sale, who was extraordinary yeah. um, in the field. And so it's an incredible telling of a week in Peter Parker's life. Okay. So it's, he's engaging with all of these heroes that we've just, uh, these villains that we've just mentioned. And it's also him, um, like recollecting his time with Gwen. Got it. In, in modern times, but looking back on it 
And um, he's record essentially recording his thoughts of what happened that day and that day. And so you see by the the mid or end of the the series that he has a pile of tapes that he he and he makes a tape every year that she's been gone. Wow. And um, the standout point is that he also remembers their first Valentine's Day. Um, and I posted it on Twitter where she's like, Peter Parker, yes. will you be my Valentine? Yes. And he's like, that's when you had me, Gwen Stacy. You had all of me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so cute. But, but yeah, Homegirl was also in a negligee and a fur coat and being like, Peter, be my Valentine. So there's also that. But go, Gwen, go. Um, and so, yeah, as a result, Pete visits that bridge every wow. year on Valentine's Day. Damn. <laughs> By the way, Marvel received death threats for killing Gwen. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so there's that. How are you going to get mad if that's what happens in the, in the, in the comics? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So they did. So they, they, that's, that's, that's the tragic death of Gwen Stacy, at least. And so now we'll get into higher... Faster, further, positive places. Nice. <laughs> so when it comes to love interests, you know, like we mentioned Harry and Flash earlier um, and, and, and how that all kind of came to be. But to me, there are two specific people that were her love interests in the books, um, one of which was named Darius Leclerc. And so uh, he was similar to Flash in that he was the star running back for their high school, Standard High. Um, and he was introduced in the 2020 solo series that unfortunately has not seen the light of day <laughs> since issue two. Pain. So um, I don't know what fate he met just yet or how they went about, but... Mm -hmm. Of course, by the time Gwen gets into college, she meets a young man named Peter Parker. You don't say. <laughs> Peter Parker. And so like, where do you even begin that we have, where we haven't even gone yet? You know I, I mean, I mean? we like, don't have to spend too much time on it. Yeah, but no way. Everyone but should get the gist of it. Yeah, you, you should probably understand what, what the haps is with, with Peter Parker by now. And of course, portrayed by Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, um, at least when Gwen, where Gwen is concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Toby and, and Bryce Dallas Howard, she was introduced as Captain Stacy's daughter at the height of Spidey's popularity. The jazz club scene. Yeah. MJ didn't get along with her so well. Um, and then when it came to Andrew and Emma Stone, whew, passing, passing ships who inevitably intersect. Yeah, the best. Bet Gwen was portrayed as the top of her class, worked at Oscorp, and the rest is history. Yup. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, of course, iconically enough, this character does have some aesthetic that is that is quite notable. Um, you know, like we've mentioned a few times already, she's got the classic purple shirt or skirt with a black shirt or skirt and the green coat. The um, headband too, yeah. The headband is classic. Um, the, the, the calf high boots, very Gwen Stacy. Um, so whereas um, Bryce Dallas Howard had an interesting style, you know, she was, yeah. I, I feel like they didn't really touch on on the classic looks too much with her, although they paid homage to it with the boots on one side and the headband on another. Um, but Emma Stone, I thought her costumes really resonated with the Gwen Stacy from the comic books, but again, with a more modern take. Yeah. And it was very classy in the way that they did it because she was still so cute 
And it was so modern and so of the 2010s. And she had the boots and she had the knee highs and the headband. And ugh, she was just such a great portrayal that I honestly couldn't have asked for someone better. Um, yeah, I think I would agree. Yeah. I mean, she's only, I mean, she's not the only iteration of yeah. it, obviously, but just the extended portrayal of her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unmatched. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's kind of like um what they said in in news and blogs when Amazing Spider-Man and 1 and 2 had come out. It was yeah. kind of like they introduced such a likable character only to kill her off and then that kind of set a stigma of like you can't do that storyline because you like her too much. And then she dies. But that's the beauty. But that's the point of it. That's the beauty of storytelling. <laughs> exactly. Man, like, like <laughs> oh, God, these people don't get it. Right, uh, right. You can't keep someone alive just because you like them. Exactly. That's the point. You that's like the them point. and then you, you take them away because yeah. that's the emotion of story. Yeah, like, you can't, like, you can't watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 especially those last scenes where they're like on the bridge and she's like, I'll go wherever you go. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's like, Oh my God, they're so endearing yeah. and so lovely. And they've gone through all the waves and the, 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 the bumps of, in the road and they've gotten to that point. And then you're like, God, they are so great together. They're not perfect, but they're great together. Yeah. And that's the whole point of taking her away because then yeah. you see the impression that he, she has left on him. And do you remember like, like, maybe you don't, but there was this whole thing where overseas here in New York, people were doing this thing where they were like, be my Gwen Stacy. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, there was this thing where it made such an impact on viewers at the time that there were just random people that would put up flyers with a heart and just put like, be my Gwen Stacy. Like that was somebody's way of being like, I want to be with you. Wow. Be my Gwen That's Stacy. amazing. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was That's so great. good. I was so into I it. Guess. I was just like, yeah, actually, I want to be somebody with Gwen Stacy. <laughs> 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 like, That's all I want. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. I loved it. But, oh, my God. I mean, oh, like. Yeah. She, yeah, I'm not saying. She died. Yeah. And like the exactly like that kind of reaction from the from yeah. the general public yeah. proves yeah. how much how exactly. great she was exactly and then how much impact she has yeah you know yeah and like like imagine if like I know obviously a lot of people would have loved this but it's like imagine if Iron Man didn't die or yeah. didn't sacrifice himself mm. like yeah he'll be in more movies sure but it's like yeah exactly but like yeah his, his do you impact. die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain there you go. There it is. Take, there it is. Take it away. Well, like, it's, it's, it's like fine. how everybody says. It's like, like it's fun. of the wind mentality. And then people always yeah. say about superhero movies, like, like oh, like the hero always wins. It are, they're always da 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 or whatever, X, Y, Z. It's always a happy ending. And yeah. it's like, and then now yeah. you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to kill Iron Man. They're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Hold yep. on. You're going to kill off the person who started it. And it's like, exactly. yeah. yeah. He's been here for 10, 11 years. <laughs> exactly. He wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let the man rest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very much like that. And and it's also just, it's, it's a story, it's storytelling in itself to like see the impact and the aftermath of yeah. what something like that has, has left on somebody. And also it's something that much like the counterpart of love and being in love with someone that 
people understand and sympathize with loss. Yeah. And so you know how someone who you've lost or something you've lost or, or a time where you failed and you thought you were so confident and so sure in yourself that that resonates because it's so human. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of this character is that she was just so human and everything about her was so human that again, Spider-Man's best attribute isn't that he's Spider-Man. It's that he's Peter Parker. Yes. hundred percent. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Another great example, which is probably a more relevant example is Star-Lord and Yondu. Yeah, exactly. And James Gunn has gone on the record multiple times saying, no, no I'm not back. bringing him back. Yeah. He is dead, dead. Yeah. because his death significantly impacts mm -hmm. Star-Lord as a, as a person. And James Gunn understands comic books. Yeah. And so that's why I'm just like, he has done even uh, like up to now, up till now with Peacemaker, he has done such an exquisite yeah. job with his storytelling. Albeit it's not canon, canon, you know, like sure. perfection, but it makes sense in the scape in which he's yeah. presenting it. Death is necessary. Obviously if it's, if, it, if it's important, it makes sense. If mm -hmm. it, you know, it's mm -hmm. death is important because sometimes that's like the key to someone's character arc, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, like yeah. Superman, mm -hmm. um, his, his, well, in the man of steel, like his, 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 uh, his uncle. dad, uncle, yeah. His uncle, uncle as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're uncle. Good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uncle Ben, like, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It happens. You know, all you can't get mad at like, yeah, it just happens. Yeah. It's good storytelling. Yeah. Um, at least when it's not like a, surface superficial plot device but when there's meaning behind it yeah it? when there's an emotional like core to yeah. it it hits different it can hit <laughs> very very different so that brings us to other versions and in other media um so yeah you know surprisingly enough gwen has been in some cartoons here and there mm -hmm. um she was presented as an alternate universe gwen in the infamous 1993 amazing spider-man show um, voiced by Mary Kay Bergman. And then later in a 2017 cartoon voiced by Laura Bailey, um, who is Mary Jane in the Sony Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Crazy, right? And she's Black Widow in the Avengers game. Wow. Yeah. She's, she's extraordinary in the voice acting world. Um, and then, you know, that little clone I talked about earlier. Oh no. <laughs> Her name, she, she actually gets a name. Her name is Abby dash L Abby L. Okay. Um, so she's the clone that Dr. Warren created. Um, and then she had the carry on virus, um, which is what, you know, led to the deterioration and all that nasty stuff. Yeah. And she also had the ability to kill anybody just by touching them. So she had this weird viral thing. Oh <laughs> gosh. Blech. Um, she actually ended up killing another clone with a sniper. So that was pretty cool. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got some edge to her now. Um, and then in earth 1610, which is, uh, Miles Morales's universe. Um, she is the cat, the daughter of captain John Stacy there, uh, far more rebellious version. Um, this was at the ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker run. Um, she had blonde hair and, and kind of like hazel eyes. Yeah. She was more or less the rebellious one. MJ was the nice girl. Okay. They flipped the script on them a little bit. She never quite, she was never quite interested in Peter. She saw him more as a brother figure. Mm. She ultimately dies at the hands of carnage of all characters wow. who is kind of like a, 
vampire sort of monster uh-huh. created by Kurt Connors in that universe. And that death is so gruesome. Like just the way he drew her, she was like mummified and <laughs> on the floor, like crumpled. It was so gross. I was just like, what happened? What happened? And um, and and they even made an action figure of it. It was really traumatizing. Um, <laughs> and then she was later replaced by a clone again, um, who then had blue eyes. And she was she was in the the Miles books, and she's really cute uh, and kind of gothy. Oh, she was adorable. Then that brings us to the uh, the infamous Mexican Spider-Man run, um, El Hombre Araña. <laughs> wow. Published by La Prensa. Sounds way better than Spider-Man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Published by La Prensa and drawn by Jose Luis Gonzalez Duran. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> and, and so uh, it was distributed uh, to readers in Mexico, but also available in Argentina, Chile, oh, Uruguay, okay. and Peru as well as Spanish-speaking communities in California and Florida. Uh-huh. Um, so what makes this this specific Gwen so interesting is that Mexico was like, no, 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 we like Gwen Stacy. We're not going to kill her. So interesting. they took matters into their own hands and they said, wow. you see that at that issue 121? That doesn't, doesn't exist. That doesn't exist in our universe. <laughs> and they imagine, imagine, uh, imagine, oh, you know, like the the ancient one, right? With the timeline. Oh, they're like, no. And they're like, el hombre araña, no. <laughs> and they like give him his own timeline where that fantastic meme at the top of the year happened when they were like that that guy tweeted was like Gwen Stacy is thick. yes that's what I was thinking of <laughs> yeah that's the, this is the comic that those panels are from hell yeah and so this this creative team led by Jose Luis Gonzalez Duran um he that's so funny they just took matters into their own hands and they created an a completely alternate storyline that does not exist in American canon. And I love that it made her just thick. They made her thick, right? They made her like look like a real lady. I was like, oh, Gwenny got some hips going on. We love girl. that. We love that. And so to sweeten the pot a little bit, not only did she, did Gwen never die in that timeline, mm-hmm. she and Peter got married and lived happily ever. We love after. that. We love we also love a happy ending, guys. Don't don't get it twisted. And I have that issue. Yes. Right here. <laughs> so this is what Show happens. me the thick pick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this run, um, apparently it's very it's like notoriously hard to get. Um, and it's hard to get in standing, um, condition like that, like that I think is near mint. It's pretty good. Um, I just recently acquired that, um, El Sopredente Hombre Araña. <laughs> is that not fantastic? Yeah. That's so, sick. so they go on adventures together and I believe Mary Jane is still there. They're just not, she's not vying for Peter as hard as. Gwen does um, look thick even yeah, on the cover. Yeah, I was like, Respect. I appreciate this. Thank you. <laughs> so, so that was an interesting, um, an interesting iteration of this character. I would love 
to get more of this line, but they're only available in Spanish and there's no translations online. So, so you would literally have to like yeah, I'd type have to it, like, type, and, or type and read at the same time. So hold like, my phone up the, to yeah. it and it would translate yeah, do the translator it. thing. Yeah. yeah, but it would probably be like, Peter, the potato is hot. In like the most like yeah. Spanglish <laughs> yeah. translation yeah. ever. Yeah, it, it's probably awful, but I, I think I'd do it. And so- That's um, great. Like I mentioned, we're going to forego Earth 65 Gwen because right. this is, where are we at, Jeff? I want, you want to take a hard <laughs> guess? Like in, literally um, take a hard guess. Uh, 156. Really? Yeah. We are exactly two and a half hours right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <gasps> wow. I mean, obviously we can forego maybe the first five to seven minutes about the Marvel wrap up. Yeah. But oh my goodness. We are at a Woo! solid, just on earth, six, six, one, six, six, one, six. <laughs> okay. not even talking about six, Spider five, Gwen. Spider Gwen <laughs> and that whole spiel. Yeah. Upside. I did that homework already. So, <laughs> and, then so hope, and then hopefully we will actually have, um, a special guest or two. Um, yes. so yeah, we're going to forego Spider Gwen. I'm so sorry, everybody, but you know, we got to do it. We got to pay them do justice on their yeah, own. They deserve their own. Yeah. I, I truly didn't anticipate either to be this long. I um, did. did 100%. You? <laughs> oh, 100%. Like the whole time uh, I was like, what are we doing? Spider Gwen or uh, doing Gwen? I'm yeah. like, oh, oh it's going to be long. Oh, man. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I knew. Oh, you, you had the foresight. So so we're going to skip ahead and we're just going to cut to the chase with the final notes here. Um, so did you have any fan casting for, for, for regular Gwen in either scenario? Did you have any idea? None that I w would have like guessed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I found, I was, I miraculously found some. So before Bryce Dallas Howard, um, was cast in Spider-Man three. Yeah. The producers considered, get this, Alicia Cuthbert. Do you remember Alicia Cuthbert? Where is she from? Girl Next Door, House of Wax. I know Girl Next Door. I had I loved Alicia Cuthbert before she turned kind of, I don't know what the sure. word is, <laughs> but um, she's not really doing much. I don't think I think she retired from from acting, but Alicia Cuthbert was in the running, and I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then producers also considered Scarlett Johansson. Wow! Imagine, of course, <laughs> right? Because she was fresh on the scene. Yes, 2007. Yeah, yeah 2006. When, when did the girl with the pearl earring and Lost in Translation come out? Like around that time, right? Yeah. Had to have been. So they were they were considering her. And then when it came to the Amazing Spider-Man series, um, apparently Emma Roberts, Teresa Palmer, Mia Wasikawa was... Oh, shoot, I messed that up. Mia Wasikowska. Okay. Who was Alice in the... Disney's live action Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Love her. Right? Ah. And Lily Collins. Interesting. For Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead just got casted in something. I forgot she, what it was. I don't know if it was a Disney project or not. I don't know, but she was Huntress in uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Okay. Who is my favorite DC character aside Nightwing? Um, ooh, what was that? She just got. Yeah, she just got something else. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I can't remember what it was. Star Wars. Star Wars. So she's um, she's going to be in the Ahsoka series. 
Yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, so she's officially crossing over into Star Wars. Is it Disney then. Project? I feel like it yeah, was because no, I, right. I, I got that news. Yeah, 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 you're right. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, oh, I love Mary Winstead. And, yeah. um, you know, of course, call back to uh, Scott Pilgrim, which is another comic yes. book film. She's fantastic in that, too. And I loved her there. So, yeah, so that's it. Wow. Um, I have a lot of suggested reading to cap it off. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Perfect for Valentine's Day, which was just a couple of weeks ago. The Death of the Stacys, a compilation pulling together the issues of Amazing Spider-Man by Stan Lee, John Romita, Jerry Conway, and Gil Kane. Uh, The Gwen Stacy Soul Series by Christos Gage and Todd Nock. Um, And then, yeah, so that's it, because the rest of it was Spider-Gwen stuff, and we're going to hold that. We are saving that. So that's the end of the show. That, I mean, like I said, we, my premonition was correct. I knew we were going to go a long time. I'm so sorry, but also you're welcome. This this is only half of what Die has, guys. Yeah, right. So you guys better get excited for Spider-Gwen. My other, my daughter. (laughs) I like to, I like to tell people I'm ghost spiders, ghost mother. <laughs> I would agree. And we can get into that when we get into it. I mean, it, it makes me want to. I mean, it's, it lets me watch Into the Spider Verse again. So, I mean, oh, who yeah. wouldn't want to do oh, that? Oh, shucks. Gonna have to watch Oh, the, oh no. Into the Spider Verse? <laughs> Only the probably the best movie before No Way Home ever in existence. Yeah. yeah. And so it's pretty up there. It's for pretty sure. Darn good. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, next episode. Mini Marvel. It's a mini Marvel. So we get to talk talk all things Marvel. Um, And then after that, we're kind of weighing our options. Yeah. It it could be Peter Parker Part 2. It could be Spider-Gwen. It could be another character. Um, But... We'll see. Could be Green Gobby. It could be Green Gobby. It could be any of these characters. Yeah. Um, We are Groot Salute to Ashley, Andrew, Ed, Katie, Jenny, Robin, Joe, Liz, Ariel, Claire, Laura, the Arachnid, Melanie, and Nats. Follow us on social, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, please, we're begging you, review, rate, and subscribe on your chosen podcasting platform it would help us tons yeah hit the subscribe i don't know what uh, if it's left hit it hit it and review hit it tap five it. stars do it only if you want to yes <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it thank you and we will see you guys in the next one so long bye. bye it's easy to feel hopeful on a beautiful day like today But there will be dark days ahead of us too. There will be days where you feel all alone. And that's when hope is needed most. No matter how buried it gets or how lost you feel, you must promise me that you will hold on to hope.